Okay, now we're live. We are live officially. Okay, so we are live. At, by the way, FYI, FYI, everybody, just so you know, Adam is on fire today. Fired up. Fired baby. up today. We got Tom Zenner here. Yeah, no, like, too, Tom Zenner. That's too much pressure. That's too much. Yeah, he's on oh, fire sorry. today, uh -huh. just so you yeah. know. Tom, good to have you yeah, on. Nice to see you guys. Welcome good to be uh, here, Tom. Great uh, office. Happy to be here. I got to credit you guys, man. You know, you hear all these stories about the people leaving New York and California for, yeah. for Florida and for Texas. You guys were smart enough to leave Texas for Florida. I mean, timing. Talk it's about like timing with the weather right now. I don't know if you're. Oh, buddy, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty intense. I mean, we lived there for I lived there for five years, and we never had negative. It, it they say it feels like it's negative ten right now in Dallas. Yeah. No electricity. None of everybody's wearing five layers of clothes. It's it's a mess. Timing. Colder in Dallas yesterday at when the sun rose. Five degrees as opposed to Anchorage, Alaska, where it was 18. That is That's how bad it is. That is intense. And you know what's crazy? Yeah. Yesterday, Tom Ellsworth still figured out a way to get out of the airport. He drove to the airport 35 miles an hour, got on a flight, set the example for morale to follow. They got on a flight. They head to Louisville for an event with Sopalas, Vargas, and the rest of the crew. So, nice. you know, shout, Tebow. shout out to them. Yeah, Tebow's going to be there, and yeah. Tebow's apparently going to be a baseball player right now. Apparently, you know. Touchdown it, it, Jesus goes to home run, Jesus. That your favorite guy. You're, you're a big Tebow guy. guy. That's your Huge guy. Tebow As in Tim guy. Tebow? Yeah, Tim oh, Tebow. Yeah. Yes. Tim yeah. Tebow. Yeah, so anyways, we got, we got a lot of things to yeah. cover today. And a lot of things so, to cover. Just so we're clear, the last time that we all did this, we were in Dallas. Yes. Six weeks ago. What are the chances Five, that we all go back ago. to Dallas and do this? <laughs> Let's I, stay in Boca. That's what I I'm saying. I don't think it's going to happen Fired today. up. Yeah, so so tell us why you're lit up today. What is it? Well, is it, was, it coffee? Is it the seven-minute bike ride? Is it the workout? Is it the shorts? What what happened this it's morning? It's everything. It's everything and much more. By Remember? the way, Adam showed up with the most un- you know, How do you... How do you explain those shorts? You know how you watch people wearing shorts, and then there's uncomfortable shorts where yeah. they're three inches too high shorts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was up with what, those shorts? They're called Daisy Dukes. They're called Daisy Dukes. I think That's it's one of those things that can't be explained. It has to be experienced. Yeah, succeed. you don't want to experience it. You know, the it. real Adam's coming out now that we're in yeah. Florida. Yeah. We're going to learn a lot about it. He's a little him. bit more comfortable. If I start right rollerblading now. to work, just let, alert my parents so that it can, might be a can problem. Can you tell us real quick what happened with the I rode the my bike to work. What happened with the donut today? Oh, this, this the, donut the, the donut. Don't disrespect. It was a muffin. Oh, muffin. Okay. It was a big difference. Listen, Kai's going to weigh in here. Kai, can you turn me up on the audio here? Last Turn night, Kai down a little bit, 20%. Yeah, and turn me up 10% because I'm fired up. Uh, last night, we yeah. had an HR situation going on here. Okay. Our first HR situation in the office. So here's what happened. I'm going to play this out real quick. We'll get to the podcast. Kai, huge carb advocate. Huge carb advocate. He eats carbs like he's never going to be. No donuts, muffins, wraps, sandwiches. He ain't going to be 20 forever. He's got 22. <laughs> I'm like, 15 years. wait till you're my age, buddy. You're going to look at carbs totally yeah. Doing it while it lasts. So yeah. me, Go if, for it. if you know anything about me, I'm eating low-carb wraps. You know, you know, you understand. Sean has got you on that same you know, vibe. Pat's eating egg whites. By the way, how are the egg whites this morning? This is a big deal. Ten times better. No yolk either? Just the whites? Ooh, Just yeah. the egg whites. So, boom, we're on the kitchen yesterday. It's probably around 6, 6.30. Days winding down. HR situation complaint. Kai, who ate my muffin? Who somebody literally ate your mom. Making somebody, accusations. Somebody went in, and I had it in yeah. the freezer. This was on Friday. And the, I was the whole day, I was kind of looking forward to eating they the They went in, they warmed it up, they took the time, and they ate it. Yes. Yeah. That's not an HR situation. And it was the crime. last that is one. A I mean, did they molest no, the a crime. That, that, I don't know. Listen, listen. I know what it's like to be falsely accused now. Because he pinned it on me. He goes, I knew it was you. You left early on Friday. You stole the muffin and left early Friday. Boom, you're guilty, right? And I'm like, dude, I haven't had a carb since like 2002. Now I'm stealing muffins. Did you guys figure out who took the yeah, muffin? Yeah, here's the deal. 
So I went. So is it's it Mickey? Is it Eric's Mario? Is it Eric? We were doing wagers. We were doing wagers. We think it's Mario. We think, is, it, you know, is it Eduardo? Paul, it could have been Eduardo. Just got in from Venezuela. Got Boom. It. So I said, listen, I'm going to make a formal HR complaint. We're going to sit, sit the situation out. We're going to figure it out. This muffin. Fresca. The, the muffin. Yeah. So I go to HR. HR is none other than yeah. Mickey. Mickey. I said, Mickey, we have a case of the missing muffin. She goes, oh, I ate the muffin. <laughs> she didn't say that. Yeah. Yes. Straight up. She smiled. No, did not. Like she goes, proud of it. Panic attack, sugar attack. Friday had to have the muffin. I go, Mickey, I got an HR. You, HR. We got a missing muffin. Wow. Kai, okay. I mean, this is where you see Kai's ugly side. Steals Mu his carbs. I mean, you were ruthless. Yesterday. Must have been a good muffin. Yeah. I mean, anyway. I mean, listen, shout out to Mickey. Yeah, for that shout muffin. out to Mickey. Shout out so to Kai. What, what, is she get, getting you back on a muffin? Yeah, or she's you guys like, already? Oh, I owe you one. I'm okay. like, Kai. What? Right. Just so I don't undersell this, Kai. How heated were you on this muffin? No, I was just marking my territory. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. We're, we we, all we, over it's the a brand new so office. I, I we're not even a week in, and people are stealing food. Yeah. Put your name on it. There you go. That's typically a way to do it. Put your name <laughs> on the bag, and that's what we did in the other office. Yeah. You guys will figure it out. It's going to be all right. Kai will write it in frosting, you know, mm. <laughs> even more calories. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so let's get right into it. Let's Topics. Do it. We got SPACs. What is a SPAC? Oh S-P-A-C. Why is everybody... Talking about SPACs. Why is Shamat in a SPAC? Why is Serena Williams in a SPAC? Why is Steph Curry in a SPAC? Why is Shaquille O'Neal in a SPAC? A-Rod, Billy Bean, Tillman Furtada, Billy Foley. Uh, uh, even Kaepernick just got into a SPAC. Yeah, pretty interesting. A lot of people are in SPACs. Wow. We'll talk about that. Is it going mainstream? Um, then you got uh, Parler announces it's back online with no hosting service. You know, was about that time. Yeah, exactly. Jaguar. Land Rover's car range to be fully electric by 2030. Bumble's founder, Whitney Fole Heard, becomes the youngest self-made woman billionaire after IPO. J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley are eyeing Bitcoin, a big number, by the way, uh, which, by the way, Bitcoin just crossed 50K. Uh, anybody else want to help Apple uh, build an electric car? Another big auto brand said no thanks. Reddit raised a quarter of a billion. We may get into that today. Is there a mood difference between Biden and Trump? I'd be curious to know what Zenner has to say about this. Senate acquits Trump and impeach trial. Can you imagine, like, so, Grandpa, tell me the craziest thing you ever did in life. Well, I got acquitted twice as a president. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's going to spin it. It was unbelievable. No one has ever been acquitted oh. twice. I've been so far more times acquitted than any other president. Oh, my gosh. Clinton can only do it once. I'm doubling him. Yeah. California says uh, Newsom recall driven by small business owners. By the way, they got the votes. We'll cover that. Cuomo COVID cover, cover up hits nearly 1,900 nursing homes, home death, which uh, he is now blaming it on politics. Yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw that or not. 2.8 million Texans are without power as the state battles an unprecedented winter storm. Nevada casino east coronavirus capacity restrictions Monday, which is a very, very mm -hmm. good sign for concerts, events, all of that. Just going to Vegas. New Yorkers are fleeing to Palm Beach out of all the places. Why would you go to South Florida? I don't understand why you would want to move to Palm Beach. Or South stay in New York, Stay guys. in New York. Stay in New York. And New York, NYC till I and die. And New York City businesses are following. Israel plans to reopen gyms, malls, and hotels. But, a big but, only for people who have been vaccinated. And uh, let me see what else I got. We got by the way, we got a list. I asked Kai to pull up the list. Of uh, uh, people who've been banned from Twitter, mm. and it'd be interesting to go through some of these names that we got on who has been banned from Twitter because it feel is this a new thing like tw banning people? Has Twitter been banning people for years? 
Good is it question. new? Let's just kind of yeah. see where that's Good at. Question. How long has it been going on? Yeah, and then the end of a, end of a era of old people, meaning old pe- why are old people winning at Killing the highest level right, right now? Killing yeah, so 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 we'll get into that. Matter of fact, why don't we just start off with that era of old people? Yeah. So, Tom, why don't you take the lead yeah. with this? You know, a lot of things are going on right now. What do you think? Is this a should we be paying attention to why old people are kicking major tail right now? One hundred percent. How can you not? Okay, this is the era of the young person. Sorry, Jen, whatever you are, all you. Um, here's Gen the Z. here's the facts. Okay, so you had Bruce Arians win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. sixty eight years old, oldest Super Bowl coach to ever win the Super Bowl. I mean, Belichick acts grumpier and older, but he's actually younger. You have President Trump, who was seventy two. You have Joe Biden replacing him; he's seventy eight. Or staying in sports, you have Serena; she's thirty nine. She had a baby like what three, four years ago, and she's still dominating. She's in the semifinals at the Australian Open. You've got LeBron; no one can touch him right now. Lakers are probably going to win another title. He's thirty six. It go Tom Brady, thirty nine. No, no, forty three. Yeah, forty three. Tom Brady, forty three. You got Dr. Fauci, who's eighty. You got Nancy Pelosi, who's eighty. I don't think that you can have that much of a coincidence where that many older people are dominating. Now, is Nancy Pelosi and Fauci doing anything great? No, that's called longevity. They've just been able to hold on to the job. But everybody's going to emulate what these athletes are doing without a doubt. And Arians was supposed to be done. I mean, he's he goes against the norm for every coach in the NFL. They're grinding all day, 18-hour days, watching film. He's kicking it back in Tampa, having a cocktail at the end of the night, and it worked. I think if you're smart enough to surround yourself with great people. LeBron was 35 when the Lakers sucked, okay? He was still old, and they sucked. The next year, he got Anthony Davis. He got other great players. Tom Brady looked like he was on a decline until he leaves Bill Belichick, starts getting his friends in there like Gronk and everybody. They win another Super Bowl. Serena is just an animal. I mean, she just refuses to become mediocre, and, and so there is, I think it's a great sign because I don't think you only want young people running everything. Uh, there's something about experience. There's something about wisdom that you can lead and stuff. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to do it, but I think it's more of a more than just a coincidence because you have nutrition that's improved, mm. fitness, you're able to live longer. There's so many things that are working in the factors that benefit older people if you still got the drive and the hunger and you want it. If you don't, you're irrelevant and it doesn't matter. But you can you can go longer at an elite level if you make plans to do it. What a great point! What yeah. a great opening point, Tom. Adam, from what the oldest say, guy on the podcast. Yeah, no, Why did you it. have to go there? Well, just, I mean, you know, we're in our forties. You're, you're in your late forties. Okay, careful, my we're kids might okay. be listening. They don't know. We're doing okay. okay. Great point by Tom. Yeah. Okay, can't dispute that. Um, something that I talk about in my business: life settlements, life, you know, longevity. Something that I also talk about in personal finance is that people are living longer. Like the retirement is being reinvented. I just did that interview with Kiyosaki where traditionally our grandparents or great-grandparents, whatever it is at this point, however old you are, you life expectancy in the United States 100 years ago was like 67 years old, right? Now life expectancy is easily into your 80s if you take care of yourself. Obviously, you know, these days with COVID, pre-existing conditions, not taking care of yourself. But you can live to 90, 100, no problem in the United States of America these days if you just take care of yourself, right? So overall, as a country, we are reinventing longevity. What, what do all these guys that you said are living longer have in common? You said you said experience, wisdom, nutrition, drive. What else do they have they in have common? They have talent around them, I think, okay. which helps. Talent around they, them. They can afford, like a Serena Williams and a Tom Brady, they can afford the millions they of dollars money. it takes to be at that elite yeah, level. They have With money. trainers, so, okay, nutrition. So there you go. So, so go, yeah. go there. You, you yeah. said it. it 
they ha- they can afford what they they can Everything. afford the things that can compete uh, allow them to compete at the highest level, which is the great nutritionists, the personal coaches. That's very big, yeah. right yes. there. You know the you know what's the country in the world with the longest life expectancy in the world? I'm gonna guess it's Norway or something in it's Europe. Monaco. Monaco, yeah. 89 and a half. Good living out there. 89 and a half. Because it's the wealthiest country in the world. Because it's the right? wealthiest country mm-hmm. in the you world. So you can afford better yes. health care. You mm-hmm. can afford to go see the doctor. So there is, maybe there is some, you know, correlation between wealth and health. 100%. So when, when so. 100%. people say wealthy, because you know that back in the days, in the, in the 20s and the 30s, when they would make the cartoons of wealthy people, who was it? It was the guy, the, the big, big bank, the big bank. Robert Baron, yeah. the, exactly. the railroad guy. But that's yeah. not the case today no. anymore. It's changed. It's slender. It's in shape. Sure. It's with a personal trainer. doing yoga. L- you know, if, if you've worked hard, that hard to accumulate yeah. that type of wealth, don't you want to stay alive to enjoy it? Hell right. Yeah. And you have that advantage and you can right now. Yeah. I think the biggest <clears throat> reason people die younger is because they're so hard on their bodies. I mean, you're you're reckless with your diet and things like that. there's so many ways to kill yourself if you want to. Just the way the food companies put preservatives and everything. And it's out there if you want to do it. But you can also take the other route. And really defat those mm-hmm. odds and live almost as long as mm-hmm. you want if you take care of yourself and try to be disciplined well, as much as you can. What did they call it back in the day? Uh, the gout was called the, the the King's disease or what was it called? Oh, because only because they would all eat it? red meat and and wine and you would just like deteriorate your entire body and your existence now. We went over Tom Brady's regimen the day after the Super Bowl. I mean, the guy is up at five thirty, doesn't eat certain foods, works out. You know, protein shakes. He started uh, training again the other day. He's training. I mean, He's he was back. drunk as shit after the Super Bowl, but that's a whole different topic. That felt great. But listen, yeah. if if you're if you're listening to this and you're and you got somebody in the family that's kind of like, well, I feel like I'm old. I feel like I'm this. Like they need to hear this message. What yeah. was just said. That needs to be shared with them and say, Dad, can you go listen to this? Can you, Mom? Can you go listen to this? Because a part of this is as well attitude. I think it's an also an attitude thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Did I tell the story on the podcast about uh, uh, John D. Rockefeller? Have we talked about the Rockefeller? I, I got so. a little bit of a glitch going on here. Me too. Uh, uh, it's one of ours. I don't know who it is. Can you guys hear it? Okay, it's gone. Did we yeah. talk about the John D. Rockefeller tell story, story last time? So John D. Rockefeller, when he's a little kid, he said, there's two things I want to do in life. I want to make $100,000, mm-hmm. which in today's money, he made $350 billion. $100,000 He said he wants to make... No, 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 no. He gotcha. said he wants to make his eventual yeah. wealth when he died. In today's money with inflation, it's $350 billion of today's wealth. Wow. That's Bezos and Musk combined. That's Rockefeller. Crazy. When he was a kid, he said, I want to make $100,000 and I want to live, live up to 100 years old. Wow. He was born in 1835. 18, uh, 1835. You know how old he was when he died? Late 90s, maybe? 97 and 11 wow. months. Wow. At a time where the life expectancy was 39 and a half for a man. 39 and a half? Unreal, unreal. Life expectancy was 39 and a half in 1835. In 1835, the average life expectancy was 39 and a half. He lived 97 years and 11 months. He was two years and a month away from reaching that 100-year-old. That's like at that time, right? Crazy stuff. Yep. But here's the question. Here's the question. Today, with what we have, with today's Rockefeller waking up and, you know, six years old, 10 years old saying, when I grow up, I want to have, you know, a trillion dollars or a billion dollars or whatever it is, and I want to live up to what is that number today? I think the kid's going to say 100. I, I think a kid, I don't think anyone is going to say I want to live to be 110 because I don't know how good your life is going to be. But I think in the past, maybe you say 85, 90. I'm going to say 100. What do you think today? Today, kids being guys, I'm actually curious to know, Kai, I may come to you as well. What do you think kids being born to like, let's just say a dash, Stott, 
right? I mean, he's got a little injury right now. Dash is yeah. going to be 12 next week. Right. Happy early birthday to Dash. Take an 8-year-old kid. Take a 10-year-old kid, driven kid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and do this. How old do you think the oldest person is going to be that's 8, 10, 12 years old today? I can speak for Dash. He'll say 13 because there's a 20-stair rail he's going to try to go down there and he'll probably <laughs> knock himself out. Well, there was an article. Uh, it was a cover story, I think, Time Magazine a handful of years ago that babies being born today are going to live to age 130, 150. Something Ooh, crazy wow. like that. So I don't know I'm the saying, exact like, number. Do, yes. do you think it's capable, it's possible that some you people may story? live 150? I do, and here's why. Because look how medicine is advancing. Look at the technology. When we start really figuring out some of these diseases, cancer wipes out so many people. What if they got their handle on cancer? God, so if I you wish. were born with, you know, th- something in your body that predetermines that you're going to get cancer and you can eliminate that, mm-hmm. boom, 20% of people are going to live longer automatically, maybe a whole lot longer. People maybe get away from the heart disease issues that kill so many people. Maybe driving cars, they're autonomous and it's safer on the road. Smoking. A, you know, there's less drunk drivers. I don't know, but I do believe 130 to 150 is a possibility because nothing surprises me anymore. What, what do you guys think if you're watching this? If you think people, kids who are 8, 10, 12 years old today, can live up to 150 years old, smash the thumbs up button. If you think, Pat, you guys are out of your mind, no way in the world, they're going to live maybe 90, 100, 110, smash yeah. the thumbs down button. I'm actually curious to sure. know what the audience I mean, thinks. You, Go ahead, You Adam. hear stories even yeah. now. I think some uh, uh, a nun in France, 110 years old, just beat COVID. 116. She, she's never she's been 116. 116 beat COVID. Insane. Yeah. Insane. 116 yeah. But think about years it. She's old. never put anything bad into her body probably, right? Living on a convent. You know, she's praying. She's doing her thing. (laughs) You know, I think there's one more factor that's involved, and you kind of mentioned it. It's motivation. What motivates you to want to live that long? And the perfect example is Jeff Bezos and the transformation that he's gone under physically since he's the last 10 or 15 years. And and since he's had the new girlfriend, have you seen he's buffed? He's dressing differently. Mm -hmm. Fashion is important. He seems to have a totally different motivation. And if you have that reason to live really long, you're going to do all the little things in your life that will allow you to. But you got to find that one motivation that will get you there. I'll say one thing, and then I want to get your opinion. Um, you talked about motivation, which mm-hmm. we talked about. We talked about attitude. Uh, you know, you so- talked about reinventing yourself, rediscovering, re-energizing, re-everything, reinvigorating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to the 40-year-olds are out there, I have friends who are 40, and they're like, oh, I've got two kids. I've already done what I had to do. I'm getting old. I'm like, bro, you're freaking 40. Yeah. I'm 40. I'm a man. You remember, you ever seen that before? Yeah, what are you gun- talking <laughs> like? I'm already, I'm too old. 40, bro? There's a list of people who completely started companies after the age of 40. 40 is nothing these days. Moving forward, let's say you're in your 60s. I'll give you two tales. My stepdad is in his late 60s, complete mess. Has given up on life. He's, his health is horrible. He's listening to this. What he's not get- listening. He's a complete mess. I have my uncle who's Pop, 70. he's giving you a hard time. You're going to no, be all right. He's trying to motivate bro. you. I promise you. He's given up. No motivation, yeah. not reinventing himself. I'm 68 years old. Nothing. Uh, yeah. I have my uncle who's 70, wealthy guy, works out every day, takes care of himself, constantly coming up with business ideas. That's Ross's dad. Complete stud. Same age. So this is talked about motivation. This attitude. talks about attitude. Yeah. So I'll know when I'm getting old. So Udonis Haslam, he's the the long, you know, I played against him in high school. He's sitting what? on the end wow. of the yeah. For real? Yeah, in Miami. He's 40 years old now. I played against him. He's still in the league, sitting at the end of the bench on the Miami Heat. So, And I've known the guy like off and on for 20 freaking years now. So when I see him at games, I used to go to the games. It's always like a head nod, like a respect, like keep doing your thing. 
He's still there doing his thing. Forty years he's old. A cheap coach. And you've got cheap coach. Million that's bucks. What you call that's it. It's it a is. cheap coach. Veteran. You veterans him, minimum. Yeah, totally. Probably yeah, makes yeah, two million bucks you know a year. How great it is to have players like that. Yeah, sometimes. But sure. respect to someone like Juwan that. Howard was a guy Keep like everybody that in line in the locker room. You got guys younger than Kai coming to the league. Let me put my hand around you. So. 40 years old, still doing his thing. Tom yeah. Brady, 43. Uh, LeBron, 37. I don't so know if Haslam is in the same league as Brady, <laughs> but I, I get what you're doing. No, here. but I'm just saying. It's like, your friend, Haslam. He my, likes you. He He's an OG in Miami. We're here in South Florida. So yeah. here's my question to he you, is an OG We talked about age. We talked about age. Do oh. you <clears throat> want to live to age 100? Is that a number you want to live to? Because for uh, me, 100%, I want to go that long. I would, You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind living to 100. Yeah, I, it's it's not something I said. I'm gonna live to 100 yet. I haven't I haven't said that. It's not like okay. you know I'm gonna go out there and live to 100. But I think I wouldn't mind living to 100. Um, the the gentleman, uh, Kirk Kerkorian. Yeah, 99, 98. Okay. A hero of yours. Yeah, big he's time. A stat. He lived to almost 100. That what it yeah, was? Yeah, 98, 99. Okay, there he, you go. He, he's a, he's a small body frame. Yeah, he's a little he, dude. He's a five four. It's a different yeah. story when you're five he's four. Six four. Five, Six four. Are you, you know, saying that the littler you are, the, the that's a better thing? Of course it is. Really, you, you have you have you have less things that could go back oh. knees. You know, your so, arms are a mess right yes, now. But so, we're fixing so, it. No, no, we are. That's not. Listen, LeBron is six eight, so it's not an excuse yeah. I'm making. But you know, it, it, it's difference when it's taller. Gotcha. Versus show, but yeah, 97, 98 years old. Hundred. Uh, you want to get to a hundred? Hundred would be. How about you, Zach? Hundred you know just I'm, means I'm not, compound. Yeah, I, I'm not going to attach a number to it. I, I just want to keep being healthy, and I'll, I'll take it to 120 or, or bow out at 88 if I'm not. Why are you putting pressure under Tom with his age? I'm just buddy. excited I mean, that already Tom's going. back, baby. The the OG, the veteran. Okay, so <laughs> so that was that, that, that was a very very good opening pick me upper for. Yes, I would highly share that part of it with your family to listen to that. Okay, so um, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Asks Putin if he wants to have a conversation with him on Clubhouse. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Hey, uh, Zdrasvici, uh, Vladimir Putin, Kharasho uh, Maladzietz, you know, will you please come and join me on Clubhouse? You speak Russian. Uh, no, I don't speak Russian. I've had Russian friends, but I don't yes. speak Russian. Okay, so Tesla CEO Elon Musk on Saturday asked Russian President Vladimir Putin if he was interested in having a conversation on Clubhouse, the up-and-coming social media platform that connects people via audio chat, audio chat. Musk tweeted directly <laughs> to the official Twitter account of the president of Russia asking, would you like me join me in a Clubhouse? He uh, followed that with a tweet entirely in Russian that translated, it would be a great honor to speak with you. Kremlin called Musk's idea for Putin to join Clubhouse app interesting seeking details. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov told reporters on a conference call in general, this is, this is of course, a very interesting proposal, but we need to understand what, is, what it's meant, what it's being proposed. First, we need to check, then we will react. We want to figure it out. First, President Putin does not, want, does not personally use social networks directly. He doesn't have them, Peskov said. So what, what, what's this about? You said something about Musk. Yeah. Every day there seems to be a what with Musk. There's a big story. Yeah. He's moving the market. He's doing something. He clearly knows it. He knows the power he has. He, he's the most influential person on the planet right now. I mean, outside of politics, probably you have to go I don't there. Think so. I don't think so. I think you, you More think so? outside well, of politics. I, the only reason I say that is because some madman may have a, a finger on a nuclear bomb. So that's a lot of influence if you can just go nuts and wipe out half the world. Outside of some extreme behavior like that, he's the most influential person I in the agree. world. Every, not not almost every, every day, any tweet he sends out is news. It's big news. And people are so blindly following him, they will do whatever he says. I guarantee you there are 10 million people trying to buy stock in Russia 
because he sent out that tweet yesterday, even though that's not a company. Okay, I guarantee you they're calling their brokers. They're going on Robin Hood if it's still around. Can you find a real estate property? Putin's head spinning right now because usually I am the one with the ulterior motive. Is is that German or Russian? I don't even know. That's German. I'm terrible at accents. Tom, don't go the accents. Do do what you do, Tom. Okay, so you know what? Musk knows it. The question I was wondering to myself, because I'm always writing these stories on VT Post, because anything Elon Musk, if he says something about Bitcoin, hey, he bought one point or he invested $1.5 billion into Bitcoin. He said he liked Etsy one time. The mm-hmm. stock went nuts the next day. Yeah. Even when he promotes a different stock, like a solar wind company, maybe the, the NASDAQ ticker sign isn't real common. So if you twist one letter around, that company will go up 15% in one day. He's got. He's such a big thinker. I, I think there has to be 15 documentaries done on him. I don't know how he does it mm-hmm. with, board, you know, he, he's coming to Miami and b- digging a tunnel for 30 million. They thought it was going to cost a billion. He's going to alleviate traffic now for 30 million with his boring company. He's doing it in Vegas. SpaceX just launched new rockets today. I mean, I don't know how he does it, but he's got. He's not going to reach out to him without a reason. He wants to build a plant in Russia, right? He wants to open up Russia to Tesla. It's a market for him that he's not into yet, and he probably wants to find a cheap place to build more cars over there. But it clearly caught Putin off guard, on his heels a little bit, and you're not used to seeing him react like that. But he knows it's an opportunity because if Musk calls, something good is on the other line, probably. Sure. Wait, 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 wait. Before, check out this. This is this was before and after Elon's tweet. And that's not of even— what? He, he tweeted, uh, use Signal, which is like an encrypted app. Um, when whenever WhatsApp announced that they would uh, start storing the data, and then people went uh, rushed to buy a public traded company which is called Signal, but completely different company, <laughs> and you just see it jump from what you're at sixty cents <laughs> to seven bucks. And by the way, it stayed up after that. If you actually give them credit, they, yeah. it went from being like a twenty cent company to three dollars that maintained it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what do you got to say no, about? No, I mean Tom hit it right on the head. I mean he. Moves the market just with a tweet, with any single comment. Three points to make here on this entire story. Number one, have we ever seen a business rock star like Elon Musk? I mean, Steve Jobs was never a rock star. Bill Gates, not a rock star. Warren Buffett, nah, not really, buddy. Even someone like Richard Branson, like that guy pales in comparison to Elon Musk. I can't think Jobs of... Jobs is the closest, probably. Yeah, but he was never... I mean, Jobs, you know, rest in, rest in power, but he... But I'm you just know, saying he was the closest. I'm not saying he right, was. Right, right. But he's nowhere on Elon's level in terms of, like, the influence and what he's doing now. There was no Twitter. There was no – none of that. Yeah, when but Jobs he was a was rock around. star. He was, they, you, but he, he had was a call, like, He was a private him. person. He was a private yeah, person. Yeah, he wasn't out there. But point is, Elon Musk is business, rock star, social media, doing it all, moving markets. That's number one. Closest number two. thing to him when you said, like, a businessman like that yeah. is Tony Stark. There is nothing. Tony Stark. He's the only guy, and it's a movie. Yeah. So it's Iron Man. Gotcha. That's the closest thing sure. to Elon Musk. But, so that's what yeah. we needed to go the to Marvel. Irony, the irony is that Tony Stark was based off of none other than Elon Musk. Was he really? And that's Elon Musk 10 years ago. uh, Robert Downey Jr. went, visited Elon Musk when he was developing how the character was going to be on Marvel. So there, did you know that? No, that part I didn't know. So you just, intuition. It's like your your Batman senses. Yeah, he's right behind me. He's right behind you. He gives me wisdom. He's giving you a, a look. So that's number one. So point number two. Number two. That was great. Yeah, point number two. Vladimir Putin not have social media. Nothing. That's Russian. I don't know nothing. I don't have, I don't even know. Yeah, he's probably Musk interviewing is. Russian wives yes. right this, now. That's why is, he knows. This is how you he's do talking accent. to the broker. RussianWives.com. <laughs> yes. Putin no have social media. That's pretty intense. No social media whatsoever. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, Rodis, uh, you know, president of the Russia, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. I mean, 
And then the third point here is Clubhouse. Clubhouse wasn't even a thing six months ago. I never heard of it. We just heard about it recently. Well, no, they just raised $100 million. Okay. They're valued at a billion dollars now. They, they've had things I'm going sure on. But, they, but I'm Musk, sure they existed. Mark Andreessen's. Yes. There's a lot of people that are cool. on there. That, yeah. I've never heard of Clubhouse yeah. until I started being yeah. with Valuetainment. Less yeah. than six months sure. ago is when I heard about it. And you said, oh, you invited me. You said, here, join the this. It was like three months ago. Yeah. But that is the platform that Elon Musk invites Vladimir Putin to do interviews. Yeah. Pretty intense. So those are the three things. Elon Musk, Rockstar, Vladimir, no social media, and the rise of Clubhouse. By the so. way, if you can get in Clubhouse, get in Clubhouse, because right now it's only worth a billion, and they're going to go. This this is a idea that could go to What do you mean get in Clubhouse? If you can get in, uh, investment-wise, oh, investment I'm not, not giving recommendation. I'm just saying, if you, similar to Bitcoin, similar to any of those mm -hmm. things, take a look at Clubhouse in a different way than just a uh, uh, platform. Sure. Well, let me tee this Even up for you. Even if it's 5, 10, 20, 50,000. Yeah. I asked you recently, Pat, who would you love to interview that you have never interviewed? You said Putin. You said Putin. Yeah, of course. Why Putin? When did I tell you that? A couple weeks ago. Why not? Two weeks ago. Yeah. KGB. Why not? Those stories. Oh, we've yeah. reached out to Putin already. Yeah. We talked at our camp. We talked at our camp regularly. I, I know this bit, yeah. David. Yeah. We uh, uh, and we'd like to do a live interview. It wouldn't be a uh, yeah. uh, wouldn't be a clubhouse. I like. Why would you select Putin out of everybody in the world? I think he is the most powerful man in the world today. Wow. I don't think it's Biden. Most powerful. Are you person. kidding me? O like o over the Chinese president? Guys, over Xi. You, over over. Uh, let, let me Joe. let me put it to you this way. Strategic. Not, okay. So don't take away. What's the best way to put this? Okay, uh, has Popovich ever had a Kobe, a LeBron, a Jordan, a Shaq, a Kareem? Has he ever had a player like Almost. that? Almost. Duncan. Duncan's not a top five, though. Okay, no. Okay? So, Dunk, would you put Duncan top 10 or top 20? No, top 20. I would okay, not I'm put with him you. Okay, 10. I'm with you. Okay. But, but he's never arguably had Arguably best power forward ever. Not, so this is, not, this is not a power forward debate. Okay. This is about he never had a Michael, a Kobe, a LeBron, a Shaq. Right, okay. Right. A game changer. So, who had two of them? Who had three of them? Phil, Phil, Phil had three of them. So Twice. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. What if you take those three out? I don't know what Phil would be. Yeah. And what if you gave those three to Pop? I don't know what Pop would be. I don't know what Lenny Wilkins would be if he had a, I don't uh, know what. Uh, Lenny Wilkins Lenny reference. Wilkins is a wow. thousand win guy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what Larry yeah. Brown would be. We don't know this kind of stuff. Wow. Lenny take, take away the country of China, Russia, U.S. Mm -hmm. Take purely leadership. Don't take resources. Of course, China and U.S. resources yeah. are ahead. Who's the best strategist amongst those three? Oh, oh, uh, you kidding me? Putin will do laps between those two other guys. Yeah, and it's his KGB background. I mean, wouldn't you like to dive Putin into that? Putin would do laps. Okay, mm -hmm. if there's a fist fight, who wins? Putin. If there's a sleepy job. No, wait a second. Biden's got a crutch in his hand yeah. or a cane. Does that count? So Biden will sock so that guy funny. right in the chest and it's over. You guys are so funny. Now, Putin is uh, Putin is. Uh, uh, probably. You're taking Putin in a fight. Well, it's Putin because who poses shirtless? It's Putin. No, guys, There's Putin poses shirtless on top of a yeah. horse, and he's just like, yeah. hey, you guys want to do something? You know? Is any of that just yeah. for show, for optics? I highly doubt that. Now, listen, man, you can't be a <laughs> – so listen, as every country has dirt in it. I yeah. mean, dirty politics. Yeah. Which country thinks got dirtier politics? Russia. Okay. Can you imagine surviving and yeah. leading a dirty – Politics, country, type of a thing. That's got that kind. That kind. You have to be able to know how he's to play the game. He's been the president for twenty years now. How what? do you do that? Yeah. How do you do that and maintain power for that long? With he poisons some, his enemies. How many people <laughs> want to throw you under the bus and, and he still maintained it? You got to give the guy well, some credit he on what he's done. All I'm, the ogolarks in that country. Yeah. All the people that. By the way, run I'm not industries. endorsing the system. Right. Don't take it as an endorsement. This is not an. I'm just telling you. 
He is the most powerful person right now. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's your selection of who you'd love to so, so now I got a weird question yeah. for you guys. I got a weird question for you guys. Here's my weird question for you. So we just talked about the era of old people. Then we mm -hmm. talked about Elon Musk. Yeah. And we talked about Elon Musk inviting Putin. Then you said every day Elon Musk is relevant. Okay. Yeah. Is Elon Musk one dumb tweet away from being suspended and permanently suspended from Twitter? That's the question. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna, well, you want an answer, right? I'm curious. I'm going to say it. no. I would say he's got more leash than one dumb because he's good for Twitter. All right? Every time you hear about Elon being in the news, it's because of Twitter. Trump was bad for Twitter? For Twitter, business-wise. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm just answering the question you asked. Sure. I do not believe he's one dumb tweet away. I think he's earned enough equity where he could have two or three. Meaning he's not dumb enough to do it or he has the saint card that he'll be forgiven. Both. He's clearly okay. not that Got stupid it. where he's going to do it. something like that. Can I make two other points about Musk real quickly? Number one, um, it was 11 degrees in Moscow yesterday and 8 degrees in Austin, Texas. So maybe he wants to move there. Who knows? That's why he called Putin. Mm -hmm. Number two, though, seriously. You know, you think about social media influencers or people that have influence, that have a following that people respond to. What do brands do for them? They bring them money, so they post, right? It, it pushes the brand, makes them money. Elon Musk is immune to that, like an insider trading situation. Hey, can you do one tweet on my company? It'll blow up. He's already the richest person in the world. There's no financial benefit for him individually to ever do something. Because you'd always ask yourself, when you have that much power and that much sway and so many disciples that will do whatever you say to do with a five-word tweet, are you susceptible to being bribed, insider trading, taking something that's unethical or doing something and using that power in a negative way? He could never do it for financial reasons because he doesn't have to. He's already the richest guy in the world. Would Twitter ever ban Elon Musk? That's the question. Yes. Right? Uh, it's, it's a, it's a two-pronged two question. Yeah. One is, would he ever post something dumb enough that would jeopardize mm -hmm. him staying on Twitter? And number two, would Twitter ever have the audacity to say we will permanently ban I think, Elon I if think he does do that? Just going on track record, uh -huh. I'm going to have to say yes. Why would I say yes? Number one. He's done some stupid stuff that has moved. Uh, look, for all, every, all the kudos that we're giving Elon Musk, he's also done stuff that has hurt the brand and the stock. Like, I could see either the, you know, uh, board of directors or even self-imposed being like, dude, put down the Twitter for a second. I could see that. You, he went in, uh, on a Joe Rogan podcast, smoked a blunt. That did not help the company. I could see that thing. And then if Twitter has any track record for... Silencing voices, especially more conservative yeah. voices. And I, and I, politically, I think that Elon Musk is center right, right? I don't know how far right he is. He's certainly not a leftist or anything like that. I think he's more center right. He's obviously a capitalist, for sure. Can I see him saying something so outlandish or so, from his perspective, what he thinks is right, but, you know, the leftist, whoever's controlling Twitter, thinks is wrong? I think it could happen. Uh, do I want it to happen? Do, am I rooting for Elon Musk? Am I rooting for his companies and you know space travel? Hell yeah! But based on track record, things that he's said and what Twitter has done or social media has done to right-leaning voices, it's possible. Yes. Okay. Do, you, do you? What do you think? So, so here's how I process this. Yeah. Here's how I process this. When you get a person like that, that is that eccentric, mind nonstop working, you know, take Mark, take uh, uh, Howard Hughes, okay. And take uh, Tony Stark, the character. Howard Hughes, real character. Tony Stark, 
you know, fictional character, Iron Man, right? The Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Okay. There was a part about the girl that plays in Iron Man that, dude, just shut your mouth and stay down here. Don't say anything to the media. Mm. I don't know if you remember that relationship. Was that part. Paltrow? Yes, okay. yes. Where she's kind of like, dude, just don't say anything. Yeah. You get in front of the mic, it's like, ah, oh, screw yeah, it. Here's right. what I'm doing. You know yeah. what? We're going to, dude, just be quiet, right? Does Musk, like, is Musk the kind of guy that behind closed doors, you tell him not to say something, he won't say it? I don't think so. I think if Musk wants to say something, he'll say it. Now, let me flip it. So, so I do think there's an element of that. Let me go to a different direction. Howard Hughes, is there an element of Musk that he could get bored out of his mind that he may want to do something crazy? I don't know. You know, he, he, he's gonna, he, in his brain, like, he sees things that the world doesn't see. Yeah. He sees the world from a different place. He's but I, a neural link But I'll give you the last one here. I'll give you the last one here why I don't think it would happen. Here's what I don't think it would happen. I don't think it would happen because he came from the PayPal mafia community. And that entire community is all connected. Okay. And they all work together. Yeah. And somebody would make the call and say, Elon, just so you know, you're going to get a slap and you, we're going to have to suspend you for like a day or something. But you're going to get back on. Just don't, don't do that again, yeah. bro. Like, you ain't helping yourself. Okay. You know, and then he's going to go back to what he's doing because he came from that. Yeah. So where are we going with this? We're going with, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, people that have been suspended on okay. Twitter. Kai, right. uh, you may want to move the screen because the screen just blacked out, Kai. Kai, it says HDMI. So, Okay. So Trump, he got banned from Twitter, yep. right? Do you give credit to some of these guys, Elon Musk, for knowing how to build allies? I don't know. Because a part of this is also having allies. Did Trump have any allies in Silicon Valley? I don't know if he had any allies. Peter Thiel? No one public, though. You, Peter Thiel is not... He's influential, yeah. but he's not as influential as some of these other guys that are the, you know, Dorsey's, some of these Zucks, some of these guys. Yeah, right. Okay. He got close to Tim Cook. If you remember, Tim Cook came in. But does Tim Cook have more power than Zuck? Does Tim Cook have more power than, uh, what do you call it, Dorsey? When it comes down to I influence? I think so, yes. When it comes down to influence? I don't think so because Trump doesn't need an app. Like, Apple's power is in the app. Like, we will not let your app be there. But Trump's power is he needs to communicate through what? Twitter or a Facebook, which is a platform. Mm -hmm. Apple's not a platform. Apple's a company Probably that... You access those platforms through your phone. Yeah, but, but that means Apple would have to ban Facebook, and they're never going to do that. Apple mm -hmm. would have to ban... ban. Well, so they are, they are in a little tiff right now. They yeah. are, but it's different to communicate. There's no way Apple would... Uh, if they ban Facebook, it would be yeah. insane if they did that. Yeah. Trump's a bit of an outlier, though, because we're talking about a guy. I mean, what they said he did, starting an insurrection and a riot, and that. And there's a there's a difference between that and whatever Musk or anybody else is even capable of tweeting, mm -hmm. right? I mean, something that ended up with the Capitol being stormed is a little bit different. You know, he's got so much influence, Musk. I think Twitter's got to be afraid of him. Number one, and number two, couldn't he just snap them up or put them out if he wanted to, or, or really seriously hurt them if they did something to him? I mean, he's a two hundred billion dollar yeah. guy. Twitter's yeah. a forty billion dollar yeah. company. Yeah. I'm going to come and buy you, yeah. and you're out. What, you know, but but Dorsey is a guy that wanted to be a fashion designer, right? So Dorsey's also not the guy that wanted to be a billionaire. Like Dorsey doesn't give a crap about being a billionaire. Like yeah. Dorsey's not the. You know, the, the billionaire Dorsey's he's a, pretty, a homeless man. He's beard. not. He's not at all the guy that's like the typical. 
I'm going to go take over the world. That's not, that's yeah. not Dorsey. He's saying he's sort you, of like an accidental think, billionaire? You no, know, he's, he's actually, a. I think deep down inside, has an activist bone to him. Mm-hmm. And he really disagrees with some of the philosophical views, even if it costs him $5 billion or $2 yeah. billion. I don't think he cares. He's, he has principles, values and principles? I you think, think he's a true believer. <laughs> I don't. It's in not, what? In what he believes in. Okay. In what he, I think he's a true believer in what he believes in. Let me, let me just Even circle, if it costs some money. Let me circle back to the Trump and your initial question, you know, allies, allies. The problem with Trump is— but by, the, by the way, if you're enjoying the dialogue with the way it's going on the podcast with the three of us here today, and this is your first time joining us on the podcast, you have no clue what's going on, but you're liking it, smash that subscribe button. Uh, once we get to 100,000 <laughs> subs, we're considering doing this possibly three times a week. Once it gets to 100,000, we got 53,000 more yeah. to go. But go ahead. You were talking about allies. Shout out to Martin Mirage. He says the PayPal mafia over the soy boy mafia. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. These days, If we're Adam's trending. wearing those shorts, they'll retreat. Yeah. They'll run that's, away. That's a good point. Submit. So Did the, somebody post a picture of his uh, shorts or no? Let's we, get that out okay, there, guys. Keep going. Go ahead. Let's, let's get it's, that it's trending the shorts on Twitter. he wore when he played they against Udonis. That we Twitter. almost got kicked out of the building. The owner called me. When Udonis has him. Was dunking on him. That's the shorts yeah. he was wearing. Yeah, the old school, old school fifties NBA, sixties yeah. NBA. John George Mike and all the way Stockton. to the top. George Stockton. Keep John going. Stockton. So back to allies. Back to allies. And this is like, I can't believe I'm referencing something my mom would tell me in <laughs> kindergarten. But she would tell me, um, with the voice, with the voice, I'll do it. She would say, um, to have a friend, you need to be a friend. To have a friend, you need to be a friend. So I was like, all right, like let me. I gotta, I gotta be a friend to you. If you could be a friend to me, that the problem with Trump is he uses you, he chews you up, and he spits you out. Anyone who's left that um, uh, team or whatever you want to call it, the cabinet, in out, in out. Any, I mean, we can go down the list. I mean, just gonna you know, you know, go off the uh, off the cuff here. Rex Tillerson was there, does not like him now. Anthony Scaramucci, your boy. Was there for like a hot seven days. Out. Um, what's my uh, General Kelly? In, out. I mean. Uh, Omarosa. Omarosa. In, out. You don't hear those stories about Elon Musk. You don't hear, oh, I worked with Elon and he was a piece of shit and, he, and he's fired me. You don't hear those. You hear those about Trump. So you talked about allies. I think to your credit, to your point, Trump, uh, Musk makes a call to whether it's a Dorsey, whether it's a Zook, whether it's a. Cook, whether it's a Benioff, whatever it is, and says, "Look, man, this, that, this, that, yeah, let's work it out." Are there, you know, intermediaries takes a friend to be a friend. I think he's got true allies. Where Trump, his legacy is, he'll use you, abuse you, and then spit you out. I mean, listen, there's uh, there's proof to show that that did take place, and there's proof on Elon as well. Elon's created a lot of enemies in a different way. Steve Jobs had a lot of enemies where. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read the book Accidental Millionaire, not Accidental Billionaire. Accidental Millionaire was written in the 80s, maybe early 90s. It's a fascinating book. But you know what the book is? It's actually written in 95, I believe. Not The Millionaire Next Door. No. Different book. Accidental gotcha. Millionaire. Kai, can you pull up Accidental Millionaire? It's just Apple's old logo, the rainbow logo. Uh, book. Accidental Millionaire book. I want to know when it was written. Nice. Uh, Shout out book. to Kai's spelling. Uh, He's doing, uh, doing great. Uh, go, to, go to Amazon. Go to Amazon right there. No, go to Amazon. Yeah. Click on that. There you go. See if it comes. That's not the book, though. Uh, that, you see, that's the thing. No one can find a book. Go back. Oh, there it is. That's the one. Look how many reviews it's got. Eight reviews. Lee Butcher. Okay. What's going on here? This book. Go down to see when this book came out. Go down. I mean, who reads this book? Only 1987 this book came out. The entire book is trashing jobs. 
<laughs> no, seriously, the entire book is trashing jobs. Who is it written by? By people that got fired by him or let Ooh. go by him. So J Jobs and, and Trump had a little bit of a thing, and, you know, Jobs was like in the middle of if Musk is here, Trump is here, Jobs was here because Jobs had a little bit of Trump going in him as well. Mm -hmm. But can you can you tell me when did Twitter come out? When did Twitter come out, Kai? Exactly oh, when did Twitter no, come out? Six oh seven. Because the question is going to follow up with when did Twitter start? What year? Oh six. Okay. When did Twitter first permanently ban its first user? Ooh, good question. When so oh six they got started. When do you think was the first time they permanently? Band user. I'd love to get our, our audience. I'm curious. Let's get there. the audience. Sure. Don't do Google it. Don't be that guy that yeah, Googles it. Don't do it. And, oh, I got the right answer. Like, who do you think it is? Yeah. When do you think the first time, not the first person, right. but first time they permanently banned somebody? So uh, isn't the first time the first person? Yeah, but not okay. the name. I'm you not know, looking for I'm the name. Say I'm going to the saying. next year because or the, right away, soon. I'm so you're say saying 07. Year, within a year okay. just because someone's going to do something so stupid. Got it. What would you say? I'm going to take the other side of that. I think it's like more recent history. I think it's like 2014. Okay, so you're saying eight years later. Uh, 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 Kai, do you already know the answer to this question? So I'm not going to ask you. Paul, when do you think was the first time Twitter, after being around 2006, when is the first time they banned somebody? You know, I'm going to go with... 2009. Okay. By the way, Paul wins because it's 2010. <laughs> okay. It's December yeah, 8, 2010. Yeah. They banned Operation Payback, handle Anon underscore Operation, anonymous hacktivist, hacktivist campaign in support of online piracy and WikiLeaks. Okay. Permanently banned. Okay. So that's why they banned them. The next one is Courtney Love, January Courtney 2011. Love. Yes. Courtney Love. Leftist. Yes, Courtney Love, American musician and actress, was banned permanently, original account, days after fashion designer Don uh, uh, filed a defamation suit against Love over tweets made on March 17, 2009. It was the first high-profile defamation trial over celebrity comments on Twitter. Wow. Love now uses a different account, Courtney. She's on, back on, but her first handle. And behaving. And behaving, but the first one was gone. So mm -hmm. then it's another guy that happens in 2011, a Norwegian far-right terrorist. No oh, joke. Okay, and perpetrator, people. 2011 Norway attacks, and, how do you say something? Anders Bering? Anders Bering Breivik. Is that the guy that went to the summer camp? Yes. Oh, His account was oh, hacked oh, by yeah, Anonymous who said they would. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So, so then you go some names that they have. Obviously, Anonymous. I don't know if you remember Anonymous used to do those videos before yeah. with the mask. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, they used yeah, to be yeah. big. Everybody big, used to big. follow. What, what are they now? You don't see a lot of them now. And then uh, Hamas was taken on in 2014. Phil Hamas, Mason. Hamas, the uh, Palestinian. Uh, yeah, okay. exactly. Military wing of Hamas. Is Ad-Din Al-Khazam Brigades was taken down. And you got a bunch of different names that they're going yeah. through, right? So, so you know, uh, PewDiePie was temporary. Hmm. Suspended for being uh, pretending to be a member of ISIL. What I mean, you have to be a fool to do that. But the PewDiePie, hundred million subscriber, acted like he was a member of ISIL. Yeah, obviously you're gonna get taken down for that. And, and then Jack Dorsey was taken down November 2016 after restoring his account. Dorsey tweeted the suspension was due to an internal mistake. <laughs> The founder and CEO, they the found, take him down. I bet you one of his own employees played a joke on him and suspended him. That's a great story. So anyways, then you got a bunch of different stories on what it is, right? I mean, you got a bunch of different stories they can go through on who it is. Roger Stone got banned permanent October 2017. Hmm. 
so so the 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 names you're looking at are relatively reasonable. Candace Owens got temporary banned August fifth, twenty eighteen. Uh, you got a Sabo was permanently banned. Street artist uh, Chris Peranto was temporary banned. Okay, September eight, uh, September tenth, twenty eighteen. Using the words r- retard in a hashtag, uh, he That's says you're an idiot. And he uses a line from the movie uh, uh, Tropic Thunder. Never go. Full retard. Yeah, that's what he said. So the hashtag, it was temporary. Taking- Everybody know that. <laughs> Everybody know. Everybody you know. James Woods, who if you don't know, James Woods is a big uh, Twitter user. I mean, anything with InfoWars. By the way, look at this. It's like 15 yeah. accounts they took down. Is James Infowars. Woods permanent? No, he's oh, not. Tempor- he came okay, back. Right. It was temporary. Yeah. He came back. I loved him. Uh, uh, as an actor. Yeah, you know, and you got a bunch of different names. Uh, by the way, James Woods was temporary uh, banned a few times. It's not just once that he went through it. And then you lead to Trump, and then now you got, you know, Katie Hopkins that is permanently banned. I don't know if you guys know who Katie Hopkins is. Candace owns a couple times. And recently was O'Keefe. Charlie Kirk temporary. David Icke permanently and you got Don Bongino temporarily, Michael Flynn permanently, Sidney Powell, Jim Watkins, Ron Watkins, all permanently. Do you think there is a trend of consistency or extremes? Thoughts? I, you know what? Mm. I, I'm going to just be a rational human being here for a couple seconds, yeah. and I think it's consistent. I think whenever you do something, you got to know what the rules are. And if you want to play with fire, you can get burned, okay? So I don't have a big problem with it. Uh, it's a huge platform. They're going to have to police it some way. And if there's people doing things that they shouldn't be doing now, you don't want just immediately. This is company policy. Anybody that thinks a certain way has no chance to proclaim their voice on our platform. You don't want that, obviously. But from what you just read, it seems like they've done something to probably deserve it. Yeah, I thought we were it was going to be a list of conservative names. I didn't think it was a going to go back this far to Courtney Loves of the world. I just want a uh, big time rapper, Talib Kweli. I saw him on the list a few times, permanent ban. I thought this was going to be a list of right-leaning conservative voices. Oh, they're silencing the yeah. right. They want to. They don't want to hear the truth. I thought that that's where this was going. But in actuality, they just want truth and not misinformation. I, I don't and think libel. it's truth. I don't think it's truth because you have to be careful when you say truth. Is it your truth, my truth? Some things as opinions. They don't so you want can, blatant lies or manufactured uh, stories. Then you would take 30% of your guys out. I mean, you if you if it's blatant lies, you could take 30% of the guys out. I think what they're looking for is, is insinuating or trying to create fights or, you know, Getting excitement, and so, yeah, that that that's what you're. That's what you got to be careful with, you know. Mm-hmm. And as some of them is definition of care, you go after somebody too hard, you know. Hey, what are you doing? Like you, you can't do this. You just can't do things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, there's there's a community that says you, 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 they're absolutely targeting, and there's a community that says they're not targeting. If you look at the list of names that you're looking at here, I think there's a level of consistency mm-hmm. on what's going on here with Twitter. So it's not political. It's just guidelines, whether you're left, right. I, I up, don't down. know about permanently banning a president is the right thing to do. I don't know if permanently banning a president. You know what I would have done? Here's what I would have done. Hmm. Look, you, like for example, we have guys that sell insurance. In insurance, you advance, right? Meaning I give you 100% advance. Okay, you get a $200 a month policy. Typically, insurance companies will advance you six months, nine months, 10 months, 12 months. So, 
if I do $200 a month, $2,400, say it's the target premium, mm -hmm. I give you $2,400 up front. You're at 50%, you make $1,200. Okay, that's insurance. That's how it allows insurance guys to stick around because they're making money up front. But if your quality of business sucks, we take that away. So you get a $200 check from a client, then we only pay you as earns, which means what? You cut a $200 check, you get 50% of what? That $200, which is what? $100. You'll get the other $200 next, next. month. And it goes as earned. Mm -hmm. I would have done 100% of your tweets have to go through screening process, approved, goes out for 6 to 12 months until we feel confident, and then we'll take it down. That's what I would have done. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone full out the direction that went. And guess what? If 100%, and some people say, well, we don't have that kind of staff. It's one person they do this with. It's a president. You make an exception. You make one person's job is to sit there with a committee of four other people. Two of them are conservative. Two of them are liberals. One of them is independent. That's how I would do it. Two liberal, two conservative, one independent. Hash it out. This one can't go up. This word needs to change. And then you have an approval process. Are you comfortable changing this word or this tweet cannot go out? Mm -hmm. the, the, Trump did tweet a lot, though. That'd be a lot of a lot of tweets to look at. But well, you got five employees that handle one account. <laughs> yeah. It's the president. It's yeah. not a big deal. Right, it's right, five times him. 100 grand. Yeah. Half I of bet them, you not there's a, a lot of people that wish that. Trump had some sort of vetting process in his four years of presidency. Freedom of speech. Hey, look, I think so the smart move not for, his yeah. I think the smart move for Twitter is say it's six months ban, then you can try to come back, and if you misstep, you're gone for good. Because look at the publicity they'd get in six months. Everybody's waiting for that first tweet. What's he going to say? Yeah, yeah. There's there's many ways you could have done it. They had their own reasons. They did what they did. So okay, Parlor is back. Okay. Parlor announces it's back online with new hosting service. After a month of being offline, the social media platform Parlor relaunched. On Monday, the company announced that the site was up and running with a Tea Party co-founder serving as interim CEO Mark Meckler, an attorney, political activist, the founder of Tea Party Patriots, replaced former CEO and co-founder John Matsey, who was fired by the company's board earlier this month. Parlor, which has more than 20 million users, was first launched in August of 2018, is currently back online for users. And will be available for new users starting next week, according to uh, Publicity Available, uh, whose data the domain is registered with Epic, which also hosts Gab, another far-right social media platform. Last month, Amazon Web Services decided to suspend Upstart social media platform to fill or moderate. Egregious, Apple and Google have pre previously suspended Parler from its app stores. Early this month, Parler terminated. Okay, so thoughts on this move taking place? I'm not into the extreme movement on either side, so they don't interest me. I'm not interested in Parler. If, if that company had a brand, like what they're perceived as, as maybe someone that's objective and looking so at So you mean to tell me, for a guy that's as active on social media as you are, like you use it 24-7, mm -hmm. you're not on Parler, Parler yet? Like I said, I'm going to approach this as a rational human being, and let me get back to my point about their profile. <laughs> Touche. Um, Parlor, I look at them, if you were to describe them, they're weak. They're they're a sad story. Tough luck. You know, they're, they're ex-CEOs going on the rounds complaining about getting fired. You're going to have X amount of people that are going to want this where they can only speak their views. And the only people listening to them are the exact same people. It just should be called clone.com or something. I'm just not into it. I don't think they're ever going to be anything that's a huge factor. And especially right now. When the Republicans don't have as much say nationally, I just think they're not that relevant. And, and the fact that they're trying again is great because they were big in the news a little while ago. And that's good, I guess, that they found a place that they can actually live on some platform. But I'm, I, I just don't look at them as this is a little burst in the news. That we, won't, we won't be talking about them in two weeks. Question for you. 20 million users. What percentage are MAGA? I'm going to say far right people are 85%. Um, okay. God, would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, okay. uh, more maybe. I don't know. Who in here is on Parlor? Anybody on Parlor? Are you on Parlor? 
I set up an account for Vibe Have you ever posted no. anything? No. Okay, have no. we ever posted no. anything? I didn't even know we had to set up an account. Of, yeah. You just did it to protect the name so yeah. nobody comes and so takes it. Okay. Yeah, I've never, we've never posted anything. No. You're not, you, Eduardo, no, not at all. Not on Parlor, Eduardo. Sam maybe. No. Okay, got it. Uh, so 85% conservative. Who said that? Is that He's guess? guessing okay, that. Guess. He's, guess. You know what? Can you research would, to see wow. what percentage of Parlor are MAGA? It's probably more than that. But go ahead. So yeah, your thoughts on what's going on Just a couple different things here because this is this is a pretty, you know, winding story. Number one. Uh, I thought for sure you were active on them. <laughs> no, surprisingly. Let, let me to shock you. Let's start with Tom. I I'll, I could use Tom as sort of like a barometer for like how far right is this? How center is this? Because if we've learned anything from Tom, Tom is center right. Obviously, big Trump advocate. You were, you know, 33%. You were... So thought he'd still be president? Uh, you know. Uh, I'm just quoting you, bro. Yeah, but. Look, just quoting you, bro. <laughs> Point is, Tom, but he also has, you know, common sense and sensibility. And he's from the Midwest. And he's got, you know, that Minnesota nice vibe going on. So if it's too far right for Tom, that signals to me, all right, this thing's going a little right here. At the same token, something, uh, and we've said many times here, the riches are in the niches. This is like the Fox News or the OAN for social media. So if you want to kind of be in a far-right echo chamber and only hear things you agree with, go hang out on Parler because there's going to just, you know, they're going to be stirring the pot of everything that you already believe. They're not going to tell you anything that you don't want to hear. So another thing that we talked about was who they're going to kind of bring in to be the CEO to make friends with the big tech of the world. I don't know if this guy... Uh, Mark Meckler, who is the founder of the Tea Party Patriots, uh, is going to be the guy to kind of lead them into the promised land. So something that Pat always asks is, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be a mega social media platform like a Twitter, like a Facebook, like an Instagram that has all types of voices and debates and a lot of different uh, opinions going on, or do you only want to be a far-right echo chamber? Who do you want to be? If the answer is, we want the MAGA crowd and we just want to MAGA it up all day, yeah. then you have your answer. If you want to be bigger, then go go a little broader. Yeah, you know what? I, I said that they'll be irrelevant in two weeks. Let me, let me rehash that. I think they'll be irrelevant in one week because when you go out and you hire as the CEO, the former leader of the Tea Party, are you kidding me? That'd be like the Facebook board kicking out Zuckerberg and bringing in the founder of MySpace. I mean, it's the yeah. – what, the Teak Party? What's I mean, they don't even exist that's anymore. That's exactly the direction I was about to go. Okay, so to, where Tom just went right now is exactly the – by the way, FYI, when, is it fair to say when Tom started, he was further right than Tom is today? Can we I don't all even agree recognize on that? this guy is that, Okay, and is it fair to say that when you first started, you were further left than you are today? Would you agree with that? Yeah, a little bit. Like, don't don't say a little bit. A little when bit. You, when you first came, you were way way different than I you are today. I had to put down my Antifa but, outfit but, but, and then but, join but, the podcast. By the, by the way, if if you see yeah. a trend here, this podcast, what it does is it brings us more center, to the center. and a little bit more yeah. to be able to reason yes. and see arguments. Okay, Correct. I mean that's that's the outcome. If yes, you think what's yes, going on, yes, we're becoming yes, a little bit yes. more reasonable. You hear that, folks? So so you said something. You said. Uh, I don't even give him two weeks. I give him a week. How do you bring the former leader of Tea Party, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, yeah. so so when they fired the board, were you on it or was it somebody else no, when no, we no, talked? Tom who, wasn't here. Who was, it was just me and you. Okay. When they fired uh, the CEO of yeah. Parlor. Yeah, who's okay, like 32 years old. They fired Same him. Guy. So at that time, I said, okay, 
we're going to find out, we're going to find out in the next few weeks whether the board is smart or the CEO is smart. Because mm-hmm. that was really, I said, we're going to find out. Sure. Who, mm-hmm. So I thought the board was going to go get a center CEO right. to show the AWS services, look, we're the board. We're just the money guys. We are willing to go this direction. Mm-hmm. But they came back and they doubled down and their true belief system, which is what? No, we're going to bring a tea party. We're even going to go further right, and here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You have a choice to do that, but so do they, okay? They also have a choice to say, no, we're not doing that. Let me explain why. Let me explain. Let me go a little bit deeper. Is parlor or nonprofit? No. Is it a charity? No. Is it a... Uh, 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 501c3. Is it a 501c3? No. Okay. So when Facebook got started, was their outcome to uh, drive more socialistic philosophies? No. When Facebook got started, what was the idea? It was called the R- Facebook. They want to rate hot chicks in your college. Well, no. The Facebook was the name of Harvard's yearbook. That's what's called the Facebook. Oh. So you, when you go to Harvard, their yearbook is called the Facebook. So originally it was called the Facebook, and it went through the... What they did, and their main focus was what? Going through Ivy League students. So they went to different Ivy Leagues. Then they opened it up to universities. And after universities opened up to who? The world. It wasn't a political agenda. It was just, hey, here, here's what we are. Right? MySpace, same thing. Twitter, same thing. You go through all these. This is started politically. So this is specifically mm-hmm. politically. So here's my question. Do you think a socialist would even think about getting on parlor? I don't know. Do you think not unless they're looking for a fight? If they're looking right. for a fight, a different story. But do you think someone's like, let me go in there because there's a lot of audience that's going to be willing to share my content? No, <laughs> you're not going to have that. So, you know, I was I was hoping the board would. And by the way, they have some smart people part of Parlor. They don't have dummies on Parlor. These are smart, intelligent people mm-hmm. that have done pretty well for themselves. But to go this route, I thought this was a second chance. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen with well, Parlor moving I, forward. I actually. I actually think that they're I, – I actually disagree with Tom on the one-week, two-week thing. Two week thing. I'll tell you why. They're carving their niche, man. Like I said before, the riches are in the niches. They said we can't compete with the Instagram, with the Snapchat, with the TikTok, with the Twitter. Like, yeah. we're here for, for the right-leaning people. That is why we exist. We have political commentary. That is our brand. That is our vibe. Run with it. If we need to go find a different Amazon Web Services – Go with it. Now, me personally, I'm not hanging out on Parlor. I'm not advocating Parlor, but I understand the methodology that they're going. I mean, it shows it here. Like they're like, no, uh, you're going to ban us. We're going to go bring a conservative Tea Party guy, and we're going to go further deep. I get that, but that's their that's who they want uh, to I, be. I get that, but you have to realize. Okay, so maybe give, let me give you a different. Okay, so let's let's show it this way. Okay, this is the Silicon Valley Mafia. Okay, mm-hmm. this is your belief system. Okay, of where you are, right? You are far away from each other. They don't like you. You don't like them. You think they're bullying you and silencing you. You think, you know, they're idiots, socialists, whatever you want to call them. There needs to be a mediator, okay? The mediator is the CEO that reports earnings, reports what's going on, communicates with these guys, gives them a little peace of mind, and at the same time, guys, I'm going to execute and grow the company. If you get a CEO here, fine. I get it. But you go and get a far right team. Yeah. Like I don't, I, like I don't understand. You're saying from a C- CEO standpoint, buddy, the CEO has to be able to, like, I have to be able to work both with the field and protect them. But I have to work with the carriers, carriers for carriers well. to know I'm responsible, yeah. and I have to work with my investors, and I have to work with my employees. Can you imagine if it's just like no, nobody at the field knows what the hell they're doing? No, carriers are dumb, and no home office. 
I just don't understand the logic behind that. Yeah. I don't get it. I'll make one more point here. I, I look at Parler as an app and a social media platform that was created from emotion, right? We want to have our own, our own place we can go. And I think what this is showing you that these guys over here that are the social media mafia, they will control what's what's where you're allowed to even put that up. I mean, th there are so many obstacles for you if you want to do it for that. And think about any successful Silicon Valley company. I mean, they're there to make money. These guys are so smart. They graduated from Harvard, Stanford. I mean, these are the brilliant, most brilliant people on the planet in some areas. These guys aren't out to make money. They're just, like you said, an echo chamber. I think they're, they're not even, it's not a good business model. I think they'll be out of business in less than a year. What's different between, and I don't know, from a CEO standpoint, yeah. I mean, we can talk about what's difference between what they're doing and what Fox News decided to do years ago. Everyone's on the left. CNN, NBC, ABC, let's go right, baby. And we're going to control that audience. No, 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 no. But I don't know what Roger Ailes oh, and, and, and buddy, those types. What's the difference between these guys and those guys? It's a very different climate. Look. When the climate changes, this is not, you know, climate change. When the climate changes in any industry you're a part of, you have to also anticipate and be prepared for it. Things change. Mm -hmm. Products change in the insurance industry. Regulation changes in the security. You cannot say, I don't care about the new regulation. I disagree because here's what I'm going to be doing. You know, no, it's a different climate. Today, it's fair to say the biggest web services is controlled by who? Amazon. Bezos. Listen. I don't care how much you dislike the guy. You have to go through AWS, okay? Mm -hmm. If you say, you know, I don't care what they're going to do. We're going to put our apps on, you know, a, 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 a Metro PCS. Dude, no one uses Metro <laughs> PCS. You need to be Truck on dealers. Apple, Android. I don't care what anybody else says. You know, we're going to. No, no. It, the, you have to be wiser about your moves. Let me give you a proposal. If I was sitting on the board. Yeah. If I'm on the parlor board, here's what I would have said. Guys, we have to go win the trust of who silicon we have to win the trust of our users who 85 percent are what MAGA. far right far right it's fine we have to go earn the trust of the regulators who are silicon valley we have to win aws we have to win apple we have to win uh, uh, droid here's what we're doing we're going to go out there and say after extreme investigation okay we hire teams to come and investigate everything we have deleted 117,000 tweets, and we have suspended, you know, not tweets, messages, and we have suspended 1,943, you know, users on Parler who use the following things, and we have them. They've been permanently banned, okay? You come out and you say, we're responsible. Look, when, when, when early stages, when I'm running the insurance company, and we had certain people that had bad quality business, I publicly went and told carriers, Here's who I terminated. Here's who lost contract with us. Here's so th then I went to the field because they have to now go to MAGA. And they're going to say, you guys have been, you, you flipped. This is all about money for you. You don't care about the message. You're not about freedom. You don't care about Trump. You don't care about this. When Trump was doing with you, so yeah. you, because you could lose you're your loyalty. Backlash. You have to go to them and say, guys, yeah. listen, moving forward, we just can't do this kind of stuff. This behavior, I don't care who it is. If it's my own family, I have to make a decision and take a stand. We're building a company. And do we want this company to be in business or to be out of business? We want to be in business. The following criteria is we cannot do. If it happens, we have to terminate you. We're making it very clear. This is how it's going to work out. If you do this, if you do this, if you do this. Freedom of speech doesn't mean I can go out there and say anything I want. I'm going to take this person out. Let's go. 
No, yeah. there's there's levels to freedom of speech. Right. Now, opinion, fine. Yeah. Inciting, you cross the line. Yeah. So I think if they took that plan and said, hey, very simple PowerPoint presentation. Here's what the board has done the last four weeks since Parlo was taken on to show responsibility to the marketplace. One this, two this, three this, five points we're going to talk about today. Then let the market say, oh, wow. And we brought the CEO and we have co-CEOs. We have this CEO from this side. We have this CEO from this side. There is ways for these guys to say, let's give them a second chance. And then you go yeah. from there. I, 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 I think they missed the mark. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction and a point here. The prediction is they will Kai. 100% be out of business within a year. They will no longer be around. There is no parlor within 12 months. I guarantee you. I feel really? so confident that if they are still in business in one year, I'm buying everyone in this office a muffin. And two <laughs> two, two muffins wow. for the muffin thief. She gets two. Because wow. I know Thank she loves you. the muffins. Kai I'm going to hook her up. Kai was sleeping Kai. over That's there. That's the prediction. Right? Parlor goes out of business. It's, got, it's out of business. Okay. Has well, why do you think it's Here's why. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Because Trump's extreme followers aren't as loyal as you think they are. They're loyal when he's in the news, when he's on Twitter, and he's the rah-rah guy, and you can rally behind him, and he's speaking for you. Now he's at Mar-a-Lago. Now he's silent. Now you don't hear from him. It's not his... He's not like some radical Lenin or Stalin or somebody that gets a following, this cult-like following. He was there because he was loud. He was saying what people wanted to hear. He knew exactly how to push the buttons of all these people. If he's not relevant politically, there's no MAGA. There just isn't. They don't care that much. They want their country to be great, but they're not supporting that one figure, which is what he was. Parler has no chance. None. Wow. Adam. Wow. I'd love to see Tom's prediction. Let's circle back in a year, and I hope uh, I hope I get a muffin. Mm -hmm. by, 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 the, by the way, I want, I want to read a comment here. So this person said, Vitamin is a business venture, and Patrick is just adjusting direction according to the new political reality, right? And a couple other people are saying uh, uh, that uh, – you, you know, Thomas caving and this person, all this other stuff that they say in here, right? That we're looking at. Okay, fine. No problem. No problem. Here's, here's what people have to realize what's going on today. We've been publicly supportive of both Trump. We've been publicly supportive of Biden in areas. We've been publicly supportive and not supportive of Trump or Biden we have voted. We voted for left. We voted for right. I have voted for both sides politically. I think when you forget, like I run a company with people on the left, people on the right, people in the middle, people Christian, Muslim. It doesn't matter. We have people from all walks of life in the company. When you no longer want to hear what the other side has to say, you have a big problem. Mm -hmm. Okay? You have a big problem. By the way, I, I, as, as, as much as we talk about these Twitter suspensions that we're talking about, if it becomes being handed out left and right freely, that's you're playing with fire, right? When you saw, like the James O'Keefe thing where uh, they took the guy down. Project Veritas. But then you saw what he said. If you do this, you get your account back. And what did he say? I'm back. Is it fair to say that here's Project Veritas. He shows videos of Jack Dorsey. He throws Jack Dorsey under the bus and Dorsey still lets him stay on? I don't know about that. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying or not. So he puts videos of Dorsey and puts videos of executives of Twitter talking about their political agenda and Twitter still keeps them on? Why are you saying that happened, right? That just yeah, happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you doing keeping them on? Right. So, so you understand where I'm going with this? Absolutely. It's if saying that they're, they, they're not going to just boot you for What I'm trying to say is if you keep there, – there is a very annoying aspect of what Project – he is very annoying to people on the left in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Very annoying because he's calling all them out. He pokes the bear. And you let that guy stay on? 
Yeah. Yeah. So so there has to be. Why do you think they let him stay on? Well, because he hasn't maybe broken the guidelines yet. Mm -hmm. And they've given him opportunities to come back. Delete this tweet or do this and do that and the great. I respect that. So what I'm saying to you is I also respect that. So the, the challenge happens when the far right folks don't have the ability to reason, and the challenge happens when far-left folks don't have the ability to reason. If you can't mm-hmm. do that, just go to a place where everybody agrees with you because this right. ain't the place. Well, The, the Bedevin podcast what, ain't the right. place that you're going to agree with everything we talk about. This is not the podcast for you. Go to a completely different place yeah. than here. No, Back to your point of what we're doing here, how Tom was a little further right, I was further left, we're bringing it together. You have, you have things that you know, you, you're more left on, more right on, capitalism, uh, social issues. You know, something that I think as a country we need to do better than is blanket statements. If you voted for Trump, then you're a racist. Yep. I'll never speak to you again. If you voted for Biden, then you're clearly a communist. You're a socialist. I know what you are. You're Antifa. If you voted for Trump, clearly uh, you hate uh, anyone that's different. Like, dude, relax. Trump's a Nazi. Dude, what are you talking about? It's so freaking extreme. The ability to reason, the ability to have a conversation that say, Tom, I disagree with this, 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 but I hear you on this, this, and this. Can we agree that da, 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 da? Well, Pat, you said, like, everything that you said is exactly the reason why we do this podcast. We want to have different voices coming together and finding some commonality here. And that's a problem in this country is the, the, the complete just, well, you this, so you this. It's 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 messed up, and the, I think that that needs to be. Worked. Yeah, l- l- look, I'm here because of the idea of America, which is what freedom of speech, mm-hmm. pro Second Amendment, pro. Just look at my safe. You, you you can go down the list of stuff that America offers you, right? Free enterprise, all in. Freedom of assembly, all day long. Free, you go down. Freedom of religion. What do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Go be at it. You want to be Christian, Jehovah, Seven Day. Go go for it. All of those things is why. Many immigrants, like myself, are in America happily in America. I'm going to do my part to fight to make sure those things stay in place. Having said that, you are absolutely naive if you don't realize how much influence social media Silicon Valley have. And by the way, to everybody on the right that complains about it, do something about it. Parlor's not the way to go, by the way. Parlor, you ain't... Look, there's a saying that in business... You say, bring him in first, baptize him later, okay? Too many people want to baptize before they bring him into the church. I don't know if that saying makes sense. Let yeah, me explain to you what I mean that, by yeah. this. So, for example, um, I go to a bike shop the other day. You know, I, I want to buy something. I'm going to spend a few hundred dollars, I mean, less than $1,000. I said, put your mask on. I said, I forgot my mask at the house. I said, you guys got one of these blue masks? No, we don't have the mask. Go get it yourself. Wow. So I'm like, this guy... And, so I'm like, okay. So I go back, I get the mask, I come back, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, the mask I went on Amazon, you can buy $149, dollars yeah. you can buy two thousand masks. Ends up becoming seven cents a pop yeah. for a mask. Okay. Your seven cents just cost you five hundred dollars. Right. That five hundred dollar profit margin to you is typically forty percent. On the forty percent, you're gonna end up keeping, you know, twenty percent. Say a hundred dollars you would have netted because you gotta pay the employee sales. Rent all this. You just seven cents, a hundred. You tell me which Bitcoin, which stock that you spend seven cents gives you a hundred dollars. Not one investment is going to give you that, right? Okay. So let's just say you are anti-mask. Let's just say you say this is stupid. 
Nobody should be wearing a mask. You know, we're such followers and sheeps. Okay, say you believe that. Fine. Is it worth you not having a box of masks there to allow a liberal who wears four masks to come in that spends a thousand? Do you care politically where a person is if they're going to do business with you? No, that's called capitalism. If you only want to do business with Republicans, that's your business model, fine. If you only want to do business with Democrats, fine. When AOC put her sweater up, said what? Tax, Tax the rich, rich for 68 bucks. Kevin O'Leary bought it. And Kevin O'Leary said, look, even, an a, even a socialist eventually becomes a capitalist. <laughs> he did a video and says, hey, AOC, why don't you contact me? I'd love for us to start a business together. I'd invest in these sweaters here. Let's do something together as a capitalist. He's taking a shot at her, but yeah. even an AOC understands she's willing to sell that sweater to a Republican. She's willing to sell that sweater to anybody, right? Okay, so invite him first, baptize him later, right? Invite him to the church, baptize him later. Sometimes if your platform is only one side, you're not going to baptize and convert people. The name of the game is converting. The name of the game isn't talking to people who already agree with you. The name of the game is to convert people. Any platform or leader that converts, that's a leader. Any leader or platform that's just talking to the same audience that's agreeing with you, you ain't making any kind of a change, by the way. Everybody agrees with you. There's no influence being made. And honestly, to be honest and take this even to a different level, you're actually copping out. You're actually weaker. I don't know if this makes sense. So, okay, so, so for the Christian community, where did he go to want to baptize people? You read the Bible. Where did he go? Where did Jesus go? Did he go to, to the slums? To did, the he, did he go to where everybody agreed with him? You go to the best salesperson. Where do you go? Do you just go and talk to your customers? I went to an office one time. You know these companies that they do the trashes, they recycle? What do you call those companies? The, the, uh, something, Landfills or something? What is the name of it? Uh, there's a name of it. No, it's actually a big, it's a multi-billion dollar oh. company that uh, recycles papers. We have them ourselves. I don't know the company. We have a big contract with them. Anyways, so I go into the office. And the, the vice president of that office invites me in, and I'm speaking to their guys. And can you talk to my sales guys? I'm trying to figure out a way to improve my sales guys. I said, great. So I sit up and I say, okay, um, out of your calls that you, how many calls do you make per week? They give me the number. I said, how many do you know are to existing customers? How many are to new customers? Oh, 95%. I'm like, okay, 95% to new customers, right? Oh, no, 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 no. 95% to existing customers. So I said, there's your problem. I said, we don't even need to go anywhere else. Speech over. I said, how long have <laughs> you been in sales? 20 years. How long have you been here? 15 years. How long have you guys been flat in this office? About nine years. We don't call it flat. We just say, call it consistent. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm sorry. I call it flat in the world of business. You're either grown or you're dying. You guys are dying. Just so everybody knows this. I said, how come you guys don't knock on doors or go talk to businesses that are not customers of yours? You ain't growing your business. You're just rehashing the same exact customers. And by the way, you're eventually going to lose customers to somebody else. That's not bring them in, baptize them later. I'm in the game of converting. I'm in the game of getting people who are not believers of business to say, babe, maybe we start a business part-time. I'm in the game of getting people to say, uh, you know, like yesterday, Greg came in here. He said the most interesting thing, the guy that we wrote a book together with, phenomenal thing. He got emotional Dick yesterday. Dick was here yesterday? He had a, he had a very special moment. He says, you know what's crazy, Pat? I said, what's that? He says, you know what was the toughest thing about writing this book with you? Because he's my writer. He wrote the book. We're not co-authors. He's a writer. He wrote So rather than getting a ghostwriter and say, oh, I wrote this book. I don't write this book. We wrote it together, but he's my writer, right? Okay. He says, because he saw me, I, uh, intentionally, I said, before you write this book, you have to see me at the best and my worst. He says, what do you mean? I said, I want you to be in my board meetings and see how I react. I said, I want you to see me in sales meetings and see how I react. 
He says, you can go in the most exclusive meetings that nobody else has invited. Then you can write the book. So he saw me everywhere. He saw me. He was with me with Kobe, with Bush, with Backend. I'm upset. Things are not working out. I'm in my suite at He's Caesars. Per- He's everywhere okay. seeing me at my best, worst, ticked off, losing it. This didn't work out. Just lost a couple hundred. He's seen everything, right? I said, now you can write the book. Then we write the book together. You know what he said yesterday? It was so moving. He says, Pat, you know, I'm the professor. I'm the guy that's the consultant. I'm the one that tells people what to do. He says, the hardest thing about writing the book with you is you force me to get in the arena. He said, I have not been in the arena for 15, 20 years. Hmm. See, that to me is winning because I converted someone to get into the arena. You win when you convert. You don't win when you're talking to the same people that say, uh-huh, and did you see these guys don't care about us? You are not winning. You win when you convert. Mm-hmm. The left won because they converted. The right lost because they stopped converting and paying attention to the people who are younger in social media. You lost. That's a strategic loss. What did I vote for? You think I'm voting to raise the taxes? No. You think I'm voting for, I got an email yesterday from my friends at Goldman Sachs. There's a very high likelihood taxes are going up. I've known this. You think we voted for that? We want to put the money back into the business. No, we don't vote for raising taxes. We don't vote for, you know, hey, let's go pay off everyone's college. We don't vote for that stuff. We vote for free enterprise, free market. I don't care who the person is. I don't even want to see the face of Trump and Biden. Give me your policies. I'll tell you who I'm voting for. That's who we vote for. Then it didn't work out. Why didn't it work out? It's strategy. So there, there is a very, very big misconception and a mindset. By the way, Christians, I went and spoke to a group of pastors in Newport Beach. And they invited me. Can you come and talk to these pastors? I said, hey, uh, why has donations have gone down? N- not to your church, to Christian churches. Why are Christian churches so empty? Why, why, why is it? Well, it's because the new generation, you know, they just don't want to tie it and they don't understand that the Bible, ah, no, 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 no. Don't get technical. Don't blame the new generation because you walked up two hills when you're going to school and it was snow, you know, all those stories that we always yeah. hear about. Why has it? Well, you know, all these things I heard. I said, can I tell you the truth? What? I said, Mormon church is killing it. Same generation. Why is Mormonism killing it? I said, you ever gone to Mormon's uh, 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 YouTube channel? Yeah, have you, can you go to LDS's YouTube channel? Uh, no. I pulled it out. I said, let's go to I said, no, no, no. I said, listen, I'm not telling you go become a Mormon. I'm telling you, during the same time that you're losing members and donators, Mormonism's killing it. How many subscribers does LDS have? Just type in LDS and go to channel. 1.63 million subscribers. A, a religion. LDS has 1.63. You, you go look at the LDS church. Why have they? They have a system. They're young. Look at their videos. Go, go to uh, fill, uh, sort by. Go to sort by on the top right. Look at it. 14 million view. Okay, 12 million view. Nine and a half million. I'm a child of God. I'm a, okay, how come Christians are in churches are not growing out? That? I go to a church in Dallas. I'm not going to say the name. I go to a church in Dallas. It's a big church. Fits 5,000 people. 600 people are there. Whoa. 75-year-old pastor is preaching. It's time to be a mentor let a young guy come in and do it. You preach maybe once a month. Yeah. But no, still have to have control. So again, but you're not converting, Mr. Pastor. But I know everything about the Bible. and I, It doesn't matter. The idea of Christianity is to go disciple. It's the cost of disciple. When you become a Christian, the first book they ask you to read is the cost of discipleship, depending on what church you go to. Cost of discipleship is what? What happens to be a disciple? Because the whole idea of becoming a Christian is to what? To convert. 
The idea of business is what? To convert to somebody to say, I believe in you, Steve Jobs. Let's go change the world. I believe in you, Elon Musk. Let's go change the world. Don't make, don't ask any questions. Just get on the damn what? The jet, the plane. Don't question anything. Let's just go, right? Okay. People have forgotten that politics, business, religion, family, anything you look at is all about converting. And whoever's converting is winning. And whoever just wants to talk to people that agree with them, you are not losing. You're going to get your ass handed to you in ways you've never been handed to before. And the separation of the, the competitor is not going to be small. It's going to be a wide, wide distance separation between you and your competitors. And it's not going to be pretty. That's what's going on today with politics. Yeah, very interesting. By the way, were they happy they invited you over at the waste management place <laughs> to give that speech? Did they thank the you? Church. Did they, they pay you? They never. See, this is this thing with me because I don't need the money. Like, right. I'm not a motivational speaker. Yeah. I go there because I like problems. I like yeah. to see what can we do. I never got invited back. Okay. You know what happened to them? The, the main guy got fired. Yeah. The main guy that's sitting there quietly behind closed doors, nobody knows who he is, making 200 grand, you get fired. Mm -hmm. You know, extremism to me is just so unattractive these days. We've we've dealt with it to such a degree through that political cycle and through last fall and everything. I just pe people need a break from it. It's not working. It's not great. It's not good for this country. I'll give you an example. Last night I I put um Jimmy Kimmel on or no uh, Jimmy Fallon on for five yeah. minutes just to see. I wanted to just get a gauge what are talk shows like because I never watch them. You know, because they became so political. I mean, Stephen Colbert is literally a pol political show. And I turned it on, and it, it was a repeat from right before the Super Bowl, and him and Quest Love and one of his other uh, Roots band members were doing a contest to see who could make the best dip for the Super Bowl. It was a hilarious bit. And I'm going, this is so refreshing. I mean, this is just these guys. They're in the studio, right? There's an audience, a small audience, but they're clapping. People want to get away from the extremism. That's why I said I don't think these hardcore MAGA followers are going to be there for a parlor because there's no one there that's leading them and, and that they're just blindly following because he's saying what you want to hear. I don't, I, I don't agree with that. that. That I don't agree with. I think, I think MAGA crowd is MAGA crowd. I, I don't think they're going to – Trump yesterday for President's Day just got out to spend some time with uh, people here in, uh, in uh, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. He drove around. And people are going crazy here. And uh, but, but that's because it's him. He was out there. They're not out there just. I get that. Okay. What, what I what I'm what I'm saying with this is, you know, what I'm saying with this is, Trump. Okay, so my message isn't directed to MAGA people. It's not. My message isn't even directed to Trump. My message is, you had a candidate like Trump. He pushed the envelope. Yes, the Twitter stuff out of control. Should have been controlled. Look at Biden. It's so quiet. Nothing's going on. Like that's you, you said something. You said it's so much. Peace or climate today, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But the MAGA crowd had somebody to buy into, okay? What did Trump do? Trump went and converted people. Trump converted people. You have to know that Trump is a converter. In 2016, he did. Of course in 2016. Not in 2020, I didn't though. say 2020. No, no, no. I right, said in 2016. Right, right. Trump is one of the greatest converters America's ever seen. Are you kidding me? Like, day one, you're like, Trump's going to run. Out of the 16 people, who's at the top? He's at the bottom. Jeb Bush was at the top with $140 million. Even Huckabee was ahead of Trump. Carson right. was ahead of Trump. Well, and then anybody, all of a sudden, anybody that can get you to vote for Obama twice and then vote for Trump, you're converting. You, you're, you're a converter. You're a converter. At, yes. How, however, however, they realized that they didn't have the right allies. And number two, they realized the Republican Party didn't have the right tools like the left does. The left controls all the tools. They didn't have all the tools. This isn't about that the MAGA crowd is going to go away. Uh, 50 years from now, we're going to watch a movie. If we're still alive, I'm going to be 92. We'll still be alive because 50 years from now, we're still going to be alive. Apparently, we're going to live to 130. So, 
20 years from now, 30 years from when we go to movies and we watch the movie of what happened the last four, five, six years with Trump, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, I cannot believe I lived through that. <laughs> That's what you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe I lived through that. Totally. But he is still going to have loyal followers 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. This is not going away. If I sat down with Trump and I did an interview, it'd be a very different kind of an interview. Very, very different kind of an interview. Very. It'd be a very different kind of an interview because, I, you know, my opinion, he's at a point right now that's a very challenging place to be, okay? Because look, when you do case studies, what's the benefit of reading case studies? When you go to MBA school, what is the only benefit of going to MBA Don't school? Don't make and those reading? mistakes. Yeah, you, you, you learn from yeah. other companies when you look at case studies. What is the best case study that Trump should study? What is the best case study that Trump should look at? What's the best case study? What, what, what family? What family? Kennedy? I don't know. Kennedy. Okay. Okay. Kennedy. What is the case study of Kennedy's family? Well, you got the the Joe, you know, the guy that started it all, right? Who was in politics, Kennedy, then yeah. raising kids to follow him and okay. you know, change the country. Yeah, telling his kids, hey, one of you guys is gonna grow up and be a president. Which ones are gonna be? Wear a suit at dinner, look shot. He's mentally getting his kids to be prepared to be a president, right? And essentially, they were supposed to be presidents for 16 years. Then the kids would have been presidents. That's the direction it was going. Mm -hmm. So then what happened? Who became the sacrificial guy? Well, JFK got assassinated. What happened to the entire Kennedy, Kennedy family? So, Robert, so, Kennedy so to Trump right now, if he want, if he's a true believer and comes back and you know says, I'm going to come back in 2024 and does what he says he wants to do, if he does that, the same thing that happened to Kennedy's family could potentially happen to the Trump family. Okay. They're going to go after his businesses. They're going to have, he's going to be in court between now and 2024. He got acquitted, which means he can run again in 2023. Jack Dorsey said, I don't care what happens. I'm not letting him back on Twitter, no matter what happens. Right. So he's still going to have a different platform to be able to post stuff on. You're not going to go on Parler and be able to do much because Parler is going to be all on one side. You need not neutral converting. platforms no. to yeah. convert because Ooh. Trump is the ultimate converter. Agree or disagree. Trump's a master converter. The guy went from being who he was to being a billionaire, to being on TV, to being all that stuff, to being a president. You say, wait, you became a TV guy? Yes. What? You you, you went from your dad was doing rentals on the other side. You went and became, yeah. The Trump name is everywhere, yeah. You wrote books, Wall Street bestseller, no street. For, yes. You became a president? Yes. You got, what are you talking? So he's at a point right now that do I just lay low to make sure my family can at least have a peaceful life moving forward? Or do I say, screw it, guys? We may have a target from us from some of the most powerful people in the world that more more powerful than us, but let's go save this country. It's going to be interesting. Well, but the MAGA audience is not going away. Here's why I disagree with your I, disagreement that's good. of yeah, me. Yeah, that's, I'd love to hear it. Because call, uh, Trump is a cult of personality. That's what he is. He's got that charisma where people would just follow him. If he decides, I'm not going back into politics, it's not worth it, these people, the MAGA followers, are going to feel betrayed. They're going to take it very personally. And they're not. There is no more MAGA then because they were there to follow Trump. And if he bails on them, yeah. they'll bail too. And you look at the people that have been arrested. You know that uh, stormed the Capitol, right? And remember, we were on the air the next day. That happened on a Wednesday. We did the podcast on a Thursday. And I said that day, I guarantee you. You know, they got about two weeks. Half these people that got arrested are going to ask to get pardoned, right? And a lot of them did. But you know, you listen to them now, and they all are saying. I thought I was being led to do this. I thought he was telling us. I mean, I think a lot of them feel betrayed, like he's stepped what away. What percentage, though? What percentage? I mean, what percentage of the 74 million felt? But okay, so first of all, you know the 74 million people that voted? 
What percentage voted because they didn't vote for Trump? They voted Republican. What would you say? I, you know, I'm going to say a lot, a big Give percentage. A okay, 50%? I'm going to because I mean that would be me. I mean, You're I was voting for the lower taxes so, so, and, and yeah, all yeah, those yeah. things. So, what percentage of the 74 million voted Republican, not voted MAGA? Okay, I'm going to say you know 48, 50, 55 percent because I think a lot of the women, the suburban women that don't like Trump, would still vote to keep Kai, their taxes. Can you pull low. up the, the the record of how many people uh, uh, vote Republicans every election? Like, how many total votes? What would you say, Adam? How many just vote Republican regardless Paul, of Paul, what do you the... think? What percentage of the 74 million people that voted, voted Republican, not voted Trump? They voted policies, not for Trump. 80%. Okay. So I... I, I uh, 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 Meaning they're, repo- they're voting Republican yeah. regardless. They're voting for his policies, but they're saying, this guy's a little bit out of control on Twitter, but I have to vote for his policies. But I'm still because, voting Republican. Okay. So 80%. I think so. So yeah. then that means out of the 74 million, the 100% diehard MAGA believers are what? Say 20%. What's 20% of 74 million? 15 million. Mm-hmm. Out of the 15 million people, how many of them do you believe are like, dude, you, you forced me to go to Capitol? That's what you did. What percentage of the 15 million do you think? Less it is? than 1%. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's the case. I think the case is that uh, it's not 74 million MAGA. I think it's 15 right. million mega. I think it's very important to differentiate between those two. You understand what I'm saying? It's okay. not yeah, it, right. so. So it's not yeah. like if we, if we break down the map. Are you mega? Like, did you? No. Are you like diehard mega? No. Okay, no. but you're Republican. You voted that that way. Okay, so but you're not like going around saying, you know, I'm, even though you said 33 percent a few podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's principles. It's mega, and then you know. So I think it's a 20 percent market, and I don't think that 15 million is going away. I, I don't think that 15 million is going to go away. Well, okay, if you look oh, at I don't the, think MAGA is going anywhere. No, I don't think it's going away. And I don't think Trump is going anywhere either. I think he's such a— You think he runs 2024? Oh, yeah, I do. You think he I runs think 2024? Oh, no, I do not. I do not think, I think he's going to run again. I think he's such an egomaniac narcissist. Kai, is he going to run 2024? Okay. Yeah, I, I actually do. You know I what? I think he's coming back. I, I, I think I, it's going to be an ugly situation. No. Trump, if we've learned anything from Trump, he's not the type of person to be like— well, guys, we had a good shot. Thanks, everybody. The day of the insurrection, the day oh, that my, they were trying to hang you. Mike Pence, he was not calling in the military. He did nothing to stop that. Nothing. So if we've learned anything from Trump, he ain't backing down from anything. He's going to double, triple, quadruple down There's one on thing everything I don't he wants see. to do. There's one thing I don't want to see. I don't want to see on the debate stage Trump and Pence. I don't think that's good for America. I would love to see that. Yeah, I don't uh, either. I don't and here's the other thing. If Trump runs again, he destroys all his businesses and the legacy he built with the brand. I, yeah. I, I think it's done. And, and his kids are in serious danger, too, if he runs again. And I think yeah. he'll put his family above it. Question, why would he be in serious danger if he ran? Well, the the, the, the brand is already extremely tarnished. Yeah. If he gets in again, it'll be dissolved. I mean, there's no one will. I mean, outside that fringe element. But How about this? He built here's, an empire. Here's a bigger question. I think he's going to run again in 2024, straight up. I Does know. he run as Does an he, independent, that, though? I think he's running Republican, MAGA, not independent. No, that's my opinion. Does he have a shot in 2024? Even if he's going against a, a Joe Biden, even a Kamala, or even a... Uh, I mean, a, a, a lot of that, it's so early to even tell because it's just, he's just been president for one month, Biden. So we don't know yeah. how th- things are going to... If it opens up, say say things open up and market go Dow goes to 40, okay? Mm-hmm. If Dow goes to 40, market opens up, Biden's able to influence Powell to go one more year at 0% interest rate, and we have this fake economy, and he gets real. I mean, it's going to be tough to 
it's you know most people want to vote for the same president. Most people don't want to. Historically, we like two terms. Yeah. We don't like one terms. Right. Okay. So you have to you have to keep that part of mind as and well. You got to so, do pretty damn bad if you're gonna only go one term. It, or it has to be a massive crisis like a COVID coming in with a world right. shuts down. Or a third party candidate like Ross Perot in '92. Hell, Bush, hurts George Clinton. Bush. You're right. So there has to be a you know a uh, black what do they call it a uh, uh, what's swan. the black swan it has black to be swan. some and, and this covid is a black swan like yeah, yeah, yeah. if no there's doubt. no covid what's if the percentage no COVID, trump, trump gets reelected yeah. yeah i mean so you have to realize yeah, covid kind of threw him out so i think if there's not if the dow's at 40 he extends the interest rates for one more percent one more year and it's pretty peaceful things have opened up restaurants everybody's up they're gonna like okay let's just go one more year yeah a long way to go one month out of what 48 exactly yeah we got well, some t- to uh-huh. your point you brought up the uh the situation where uh the overall sentiment of the country feels a little more mellow now less stressed you know i threw it out there yesterday given the given the situation at hand right I, now. I threw it out there as a question does does there seem to be less tension less stress does the country seem to be a little less on edge and i'm just gonna say yeah i mean i i feel it for real in california um it does feel different and i don't think it's a rally behind biden and it certainly has nothing to do with newsom you know our governor who hopefully we get out here in a few months i I think it's the byproduct of this there's less bickering every day this insane thing that we were going through for months and months i think it feels differently walking around i think um you know, if there was any political motivation behind the shutdowns of what was going on, they're easing up a little bit. Like where I live, the the restaurants are open again down or outside. I mean, those these little freedoms you take, you know, that you used to take for granted are now a huge deal to be able to go sit somewhere, go to a gym. These are huge things. And I do think they're, the collective mood of the country is better over the last month. I think I agree. I just think the, the word that comes to mind when I think of Trump in the last four years and it served him well in some cases, and it served him not well in other cases, is frenzy. It was always a friend. The news of the day, and Trump tweeted this, and here's who he's fighting with, and here's what he said about this, and Trump did this. It's just so frenzied, and, you know, every day, I mean, he would always, you know, control the media, control the narrative, frenzy, frenzy. Like, I'm good with Sleepy Joe just kind of keeping it cool and just go be Sleepy Joe. We've had a very frenzied four years. Just get back to basics. Just do the work. It doesn't need to be a rock star. You don't need to be, uh, you know, a personality. Just freaking make it's, politics it's so work. Fu- it's so weird how we are as voters. You know, we go from on Obama, oh, he's yeah. a socialist, he's this, to we go to a Trump. Oh, he's so, you know, he's so, oh, always nonstop talking. Like, can't you just be quiet? We go yeah. to a guy that never wants to come yeah. out and is just quiet. Yeah. We are so radical yeah. sometimes. Well, let, like, let, me, let, well, me, here, let me say something. And this is that I, I recognize this, yeah. and I say this every time that they yeah. talk about politics. This is, you want to know politics in this country? It's a pendulum. We're all the way here. It's like an oval. No, not an oval. It's like a half circle. Marriage is like an oval. Where's that movie? What movie is that? Harry and uh, what is it? Adam Sandler. No, no, it's the Adam Sandler movie. I now pronounce you Doug and Larry. Yeah, Doug Doug and Larry or something like that. Yeah. It's like an old. Chuck and Larry. Chuck Chuck and Larry. Larry. Chuck and Larry is what it is. Close. (laughs) Whatever. But a pendulum. Think about it. You know, even the last 20 years, you go from Reagan. Yeah. Right. All the way to the right or conservative. You know, Bush, four years. Boom. Clinton. Clinton, eight years. Boom. Right after that, pendulum, go back to Bush. From Bush, you go to Obama. Obama? Yeah, but you know what this is like. Just keep going. I don't it's think like that's. A, I'll yeah. give you a different analogy. If you want to do analogies, I'll give you. This is like the guy that's like, listen, man, this last girl I dated, 
I, I just want somebody that's a little bit calmer. <laughs> I want her to be calm. Like, this is too much. Yeah. Like, she's like, yeah. and they go day to come. Dude, I'm so bored. You know what <laughs> I, I want? I want somebody that's outside, <laughs> you know, once again. Yeah. And they're like, and then I watched yeah. cocktails the other day, and he's telling the, uh, 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 what do you call it, the, the you know, uh, his uh, buddy, Coglin's Law, the guy, whoever that guy Coglin's is. Coglin's Law. Yeah, yeah. He, says, uh, he says, you know, you, you, you can never land a billionaire. You can, you, he, he's te teasing him. So he goes and gets the billionaire, the girl in the corner. Yeah. So he's going to her place. And one of the days he wakes up and she's like, ah, and two and three. Yeah. And, he said, and he says, every day at five o'clock in the morning, like he's struck, dude, you wanted the girl? Now you got yeah. it. It's like, I just want a family girl. <laughs> so America can yeah. make We're up their bipolar. mind. We're bipolar. It's, like, it's an understatement. Yeah. You know, over the last month, I've literally, you know, for VT Post, I'm going, there just seems to be better stories to yeah. cover, better stories to choose. And I'm going, why is that? Have more interesting people just come to the forefront? But, but here's what it is. Trump is such an oxygen suck. Yeah. You know, he absorbs everything from both sides. Both sides are obsessed with him. The left yeah. side hates him so much, that's all they can do is talk about him and react to him. Same thing with the right. He dominates everything, every yeah. news cycle. Hollywood changed because of him. Every industry essentially changed because of the feeling. He just sucks all the energy out of a room. Right now, there's other things to talk about. You're hearing more about some business stories and they yes. entertain. I think Hollywood might go back to being a little bit more Hollywood. I used the analogy of watching Jimmy Fallon last night. It felt like a different show compared to what he aired the last two years. So it's, I think it's the, he is such a, an, you know, just an outlier as far as the personality of him and what he brings to the table. I think it's better for the country if he probably just says, I had my run and I'm good. Well, other, other stories are getting some daylight. By the way, you if know? you think again, we may have a different crowd because they're, they're going crazy right now. I'm furious with you guys. If you think he's going to run again, put thumbs up. If you think there's no way in the world he's going to run in 2024, Push thumbs down. I'm curious to know what people are going to say. And if you enjoyed the dialogue and your first time you're here with us, smash that subscribe button. Help us get to 100,000 subscribers. So let's talk about SPACs. What is a SPAC? What Ooh, is a SPAC? SPAC a special purpose acquisition company, which to simplify what a SPAC is, it's essentially going public without having to spend the four to 10 million bucks of going public and waiting 18 months to go public. It's somebody that already has a holding company on the market with some cash in it. And the stocks are on $10. Some of them are $10.50 because they got a warrant on the back end. And you go and say, hey, let's do something with the SPAC. A couple months later, you're on the market with a ticker. Okay, so that's a SPAC to simplify. But let me read a few things here for you. Roger Lee of Battery Ventures says that SPAC used to be a bad four-letter word in Silicon Valley. Now the board of every high-profile startup is discussing SPAC as a legitimate way to go public, according to Jeff Crow of Norwest Venture partners. The sudden burst of SPACs reminds some long-timers of the dot-com bubble in the late 1990s. Pre-revenue businesses with far-out goals are going public at astronomical valuations, and famous athletes and other celebrities are getting in the mix. The Wall Street skeptics, uh, it looks uh, like the finance industry's latest scheme to make money is speculators, et cetera, et cetera, right? $44 billion so far and 144 deals, according to a SPAC insider. But the following names have gone into the SPAC movement. Shamat, who's a potential governor of California, Serena Williams, Steph Curry, Shaq, Alex Rodriguez, Billy Bean, Tillman Furtada, Billy Fo There is a lot. Kaepernick just got it. There's a lot of people that are going into the SPAC market and Silicon Valley saying maybe this is the way to go because people don't want to wait that long. Thoughts on SPACs? Let me tell you something. I... Quite candidly, never heard of a SPAC until like the last year. Been around year. for a while. Yeah, I thought it was a super political action committee. The first, <laughs> you know, you have a PAC. I thought it was a, a SPAC. Oh, that's you got a PAC? I got that's a literally what I thought it was <laughs> for a, a while. Super, a yeah. super PAC. That's true because they do call it super PAC. 
But I don't know if it's just because I've been, you know, following Chamath's interviews yeah. a little bit more lately, yeah. and he's quote unquote the king of the SPAC. But it's starting to pop up more, and I've kind of hear, I've heard it. You know, I'm covering a little bit on the finance yeah. stuff and valuetainment economics, and and finally yesterday I was like, Pat, we were kind of brainstorming ideas. I'm like, what's up with all these SPAC talk? Not smack talk. Not you know, not what we're doing here. And you're like, you were like intrigued. You were almost like thrown off. Like, well, what do you know about SPAC? What do you? What, What's what's the what, you, you were just like who told you about SPAC? It's just been popping up a lot more lately. So give the the audience what they want. Give them that SPAC talk that no, they. No, what, I, I, what's you, the point here? You just have to keep in mind SPAC is you saving time and money from going public. That's it's, what a it's SPAC competition is. Competition to an IPO. Yeah, it's a different speed speed to market. Okay. Just think about speed to market. If a, if a regular if you right now that run a company, you're doing fifty million a year, hundred million a year, two hundred million a year, whatever you're doing. And you say, guys, I want to go public. Okay, good for you. Lawyers, mm-hmm. yep. galore. Accountants, ridiculous. Going through a Goldman or somebody that's going to say, we're going to take a 5% fee or 10% fee or 6 they're going to take that as well because mm-hmm. when they take you public, they're calling their clients, so they're taking a fee for helping you raise mm-hmm. capital and take 12 to 18 months mm-hmm. versus somebody comes and says, look, I'm already public. Why don't you put your company in my SPAC and then at the same time I can help you be public in the next – you know, 30 to 90 days. So it's speed to market. Mm-hmm. But what doesn't happen is the following. What Where SPAC doesn't work is the following. There are a lot of SPACs that get a bad reputation because there is no company. It's not a company. It's an idea. So there is no proof of revenues. There's no proof. It's just here's the idea that we have and here's what we're going to do. And let's go on the market. And we think this idea is going to blow up and be a multi-billion dollar company. And the market's like, but what do you have so far? When then the, when the market comes in and does the investigation, like, dude, these guys have nothing going on. Hmm. Those are the SPACs that take a bat. And there's a lot of SPACs that people are going out without a real business. You have to be very careful of that. But traditionally, you got a real business. You're doing well for yourself. You got a transportation company. You guys are doing $120 million a year. You're netting $10, 15000000 million. You're like, okay, let's go take a look at being a SPAC. Yeah, you got a real business going on. Interesting. Do, are they bringing in the big-name athletes just for the name factor and recruiting factor and just uh, credibility? Is that why you're seeing these guys? I don't know, oh, Billy oh, Bean, oh, for no. God's sake? You, you got to realize, SPAC, so, so SPAC, so imagine you go out in a SPAC and you're a half-a-billion-dollar company. The guy that owns the SPAC currently, the holding company, that guy ends up taking somewhere between you know 15 to 20% okay. of the shares. So if you got 15%, to help you go public. That's essentially the cost it would have been anyways if you sure. waited 18 to 20. With you know, fees 20. and everything. Yeah. yeah. So he takes 15%. So you go public. They say, okay, we'll let your company be part of our SPAC. Half a billion dollars. The hopes is a year later for that company to be worth what? You know, a uh, billion, uh, uh, billion dollars. Yeah. If it's worth a billion dollars, that guy officially doubled his 100 million mm-hmm. to 200 million, made 100 million dollars. Okay. Then he liquidates 50% of that. Then he liquidates 25% of that, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of opportunities. And by the way, for some people, like, I don't want to put my money into a SPAC. Most people that go into a SPAC, a company that goes in a SPAC, the CEO, the, the guy at the top, the executives cannot sell their shares. They have to stay on. So it's not like, hey, I'm in, got the money, I'm out. There's a timeline gotcha. because they're watching you. So regulators are watching you. So, yes, it's actually a very uh, interesting thing that's creating. It's been around for a long time. But today, a lot of people, since things are moving quickly, are very much interested in SPACs. And some of the terminology you hear always thrown around with SPAC, you always hear blank check company. Why are these? Why is it considered a blank check company? Because there's SPACs? no, there's no company in it. It's just money. It's a holding company with money in it. 
It's gotcha. a holding it's like company. It's a shell with, company. It's a shell that company. That you just plug in. All right. Yes. We're going to do That's this. That's a good uh, way of putting it. Okay. Yes. It's a shell company. Okay. Speaking of IPOs, you want to talk about Bumble? W- you want to talk about that or Bitcoin with JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley? Let's, go to, let's I, go to Bumble. Yeah, so Bumble founder Whitney Wolf heard becomes the youngest self made, self made woman billionaire after IPO. Bumble founder uh, uh, is now worth uh, $1.5 billion at 31 years old. She's also the youngest C- uh, chief executive to take a company public in America, female. Co-founded a company about seven years ago in order to reinvent the dating app structure. The app, unlike its competitors, gives women the ability to control the conversation. It is the only dating app where women make the first move. However, her journey into the digital dating scene didn't start with Bumble. In fact, prior to her start with the multi-billion dollar company, she co-founded the biggest competitor, Tinder. Mm. Wolf heard uh, left Tinder and filed a lawsuit against the company alleging sexual harassment. Tinder denied any wrongdoing. And the suit was eventually settled. Shortly after, in 2014, she founded Bumble. Bumble also owns the dating app Badu. Together, the apps are used in 150 countries with tens of millions of monthly subscribers. Thoughts? It's so fascinating. I mean, she's she's a rock star. She's unbelievable. To think that she helped create Tinder. And you think of the perception of Tinder. Is there a more creepy at dating app out there. Clearly, I'm not an expert on dating apps, but that just seems to me as being creepy. It'd be like you started Penthouse, and then you quit, and then you started National Geographic. I mean, going to what she did <laughs> with Bumble. But she's brilliant. She's worth $1.5 billion. You know, she sued her. them on her way out and got a million dollars because she was dating the, four, the other co-founder of t- uh, Tinder, and she sued him for sexual harassment. He allegedly called her a whore and a gold digger and things like that. Right. So she got out with vengeance. She went out to create their competition and destroy them. I mean, that was literally her philosophy, and she did it. Mission accomplished. It's unbelievable. I learned about Bumble through my barber. All right, young guy, probably 26, good-looking dude. He goes, hey, TZ, I'm a, I'm a Bumble, man. It's, it's unbelievable. What is that? And he's telling me about oh, He's pulling out his phone, showing me all the girls that make the first move. He had two serious relationships, and I think he might get engaged now to the one that he's been dating. She's beautiful. Two She's of them? A, a you got to engage two of them. No, no. He had a, he had a relationship <laughs> say, that's with impressive. one. Double dip. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's going for his third. It's incredible. Is he Armenian? Or what, what, what? <laughs> he's just he loves women. No, uh, no. He's found a now. He's found someone that I think he's going to get engaged to. So it's it's great. You know, if she had done the SPAC accelerated this even sooner could she would she have to give up more equity is that part of the downside for a company or for a founder like that that you're giving up more and you're and do the employees get a little chunk of it because here's the other thing that she did over the weekend the new york post got a hold of a slack message from her that she sent out to the whole staff they went public last week they killed it you know it went up by i don't even know the numbers i have them written down but it, they exploded in the next two days she sent a, a slack message out to everybody and say hey don't look at the stock price don't think about the stock price. I think that's an unfair thing to say to employees because if you were there to help create that company, that is your end game, the, the stock option that you have. How can you not? I mean, you know that you're going to maybe make a few million. So I, I think that was disingenuous. I thought that was a bad move for her to do that. Now, the other stat I have, and it's really unbelievable, is they only have 70 full-time employees. To build a company of that value with 70 employees – I mean, that is, I mean, find me a man that's done that. That's incredible. Oh, I'll find you a man, all right. Right on Bumble. <laughs> um, a couple different things. I've, A, never done a dating app in my life. And now. Adam, do we have a lie Adam, detector this, in the this, office? This, now, this is not good, Adam. Just listen. God's watching. It's not a good time to lie. Just tell the truth. <laughs> Just tell the truth. Okay. Guys. Match.com. The first, you were like the the first app I've ever had. used is, is Bumble. I recently started using it. 
and the women have to make the first move. They're pretty aggressive out there. Let me tell you, they're they're out there. They so have you been approached? Oh, so what have what have you? Tell us. I haven't opened the app in a few in a few. Oh my gosh, Adam! I got seven hundred messages. He hasn't been able to open it since eight a.m. I got like twelve full time jobs to do a bubble. What what what's the approach? What's been the best approach? Ladies will will message you and say, like things like. Hey, sweetie. Hey, handsome. Saw your profile. Hey, buddy. You know, not hey, buddy, but, you know. <laughs> For him, it's just sweet hey, and buddy. handsome. Just whatever. They're, they, but they, they do make the first move. So then you obviously, you, you, okay, what's up, girl? You know, I was like, up. what's your address? I'm coming yeah, over. I'm on my way. That's <laughs> Tinder. That's Tinder. I've never done Tinder, but I might have to look into that soon. Um, no for all the funny guys out there, never done grinder. But hey, listen, <laughs> if you got enough money, what's hey, up? He keeps um, bringing up the apps he hasn't done. I mean, no. I think that's saying something. But um something uh, someone pointed this out. I would love to give Whitney Wolf heard credit, you know, youngest female billionaire, like obviously everything that's going on. I would love to give her credit for that. You pointed out, well, Kylie Jenner actually was the youngest self-made billionaire, but she didn't go public. But then you find out Whitney Wolf heard, who's who's heard? Who's that guy? Who's her husband? Well, it turns out Michael Heard is like an oil tycoon in from Texas, our old stomping grounds. And believe me, he had some positive influence in the in the framework of this company. So it wasn't like some you know lowly girl started a dating app and made it like to the big leagues. She had a billionaire buddy husband that, you know, that I don't know if she met him on a dating app or not, but that How had her old back. is her husband? Do you know? Is he a lot older? No. Okay. They're similar uh, age. Uh, Adam, also, she started uh, the company in 2014, and they didn't get married till 17. I mean, they might have met before, but it seems okay. like what this was... Shot, Listen, are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you trying to get a free Bumble account? What are you trying to do? Make me look bad here, trying to state the truth. What's, your, the what's point your profile is, on Bumble, honestly? What's my profile? Yeah, on Bumble. Like, what do you mean? What is the name? On Buzz, just Kyle Lord, if they yeah. wanted to find you? Yeah. <laughs> really? They, can't, they is... can't search it, though. The Norwegian Stallion. They cannot. No. Why? No, How can't. do you? So you can't search the name on Bumble? No, yeah, it's, it's, it's based off location. Oh, okay. Uh, location. So you have to be location. Okay. I'm soy boy everywhere. All three, uh, 50 states, I'm everywhere. Just find me, ladies, on the Soy Boy Mafia channel. <laughs> Is there anything else to say about this, or that's? I mean, Bumble. Uh, one thing changed, that I, I was waiting like it changed thing, my life. No, it uh, has not changed my life yet. Yet. One thing I will say, I've, I've, I've done my due diligence. You know, I'm very OCD, methodical. I say, you know, I, I asked a couple of my dating who app you in high gurus. School? Who were you in high school? What's up? What's up? And without a doubt, everyone's like, Hinge and Bumble. That's where you got to go. Hinge and Bumble. That's where it's Hinged? At. Hinge, H-I-N-G-E, Hinge. Not a good dating site. Hinge is not a good name for a dating site. Really? Hinged. Hinged. No, it's yeah. not hinged. Uh-uh. Why? What, hinge. What? Hinge. hinge is what What's the dating hinge? site. What's hinge? Hinge is the dating site. Yeah. And and, uh, and the other Bumble. one is. That's like so that the two that people. So have you had a date yet from Bumble? I have not. I have not done oh, a date. Oh come on, Adam! I swear I've You're never. You're using the app wrong. Bro, take my car if you need to. Okay. Like, just... I'm gonna your car. <laughs> but Kai has. Kai, have you not met a girl on Bumble? What, the, what are you just doing? So you know your speakers up. Yeah, Kai. What app you? Because you've done you've done some you've done I've, some more. I've used more Hinge. Okay, okay. there right. it is. Got it. If well, you're looking I, for a hot Norwegian man, ladies, hinge up Kai. Loot it. First of all, good for her. That's all I can say. Good for her for, you know, doing what story. she did, Tinder, and uh, change one little thing you were talking about. Girl approaches girl you approach, instead yes. of you approaching them, you know, changes a little bit, and uh, 
got a market for it where it's a yeah. little bit more where the guy's there and if you're approachable then they'll approach yeah. you and you yeah. have a you know somewhere to take an next you know what let let's pull up bubble right now let's see what we got <laughs> can you imagine you read a message and you make fun of the girl and ends up becoming your wife one day i would love that story here we go we got bumble here it is it's yellow yellow for like a bumblebee oh, he's a premium member by the way who's this I just girl saw. what's up who's this who's this wow so what you do is you say all right what's this girl's name all right we'll go to the right you matched she she had already requested me she had already requested me there it is <laughs> all right keep swiping i don't know see this is a two girls in the picture which one of my two girls in the same picture i'm telling you that's not bumble listen you're not on bumble i'm on bumble that's I, gr <laughs> <laughs> I'll so tell this you girl what, man, tried, the pandemic was this so girl good put for a picture Bumble. of like her hot friend with her. Dating's just a whole different and world. Turn, now. Turns out it's not. So you got to go left on that one. This girl's got a far off bikini pic. You got to get closer. Well, that's an automatic Guys, the point right is, for you. Yeah. Point is, there's there's a lot of due diligence. Point is, you gotta we got to finish this podcast yeah. so you can go message all I, those I'm girls. I'm going to be on Bumble for, for the next hour. For yeah, her. you need an assistant yeah. to manage that whole thing. <laughs> Pat, we've been talking about that. What's I, crazy is I I've I was never around single during the app era. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no clue. But I have plenty of people around me who are using Greek the app. Greek God. Uh, that would have been the name. Greek not, God. Your birthday's October. So it would have been yeah. 10, 10, 16? 10, 18. 10, 18. Close, yeah. Greek God, 10, 18. Message PBD. Okay. So listen, if uh, if you're on Bumble, I guess this was uh, the advertisement for uh, yeah. Adam. Today's uh, message is uh, sponsored. Today's uh, podcast is sponsored by Adam uh, Sosnick's uh, Bumble account. That's me. You can find him in Boca Raton, Adam <laughs> Sosnick, soy boy. He is single, and uh, he's looking. Very good with finances. Healthy, yeah. works out, wears very short shorts, and uh, <laughs> athletic. I don't know what else yeah. to say. Knows he how to do different he, accents. He's funny. He's comedic. Accents. Yeah. He can do Jewish accent. No problem. He can do German, Russian. Russian. I mean, extremely talented. Thank you. I appreciate Extremely that. talented. That, so that was an that's endorsement. That's my bio right there. There it is. <laughs> Just endorsement. put that on my Bumble profile. <laughs> wow. Uh, so are we scheduled for Thursday? We are scheduled for Thursday, same time, 8 a.m. We're scheduled to do the podcast Thursday. Are you in town? Or yeah. you're in, okay, so Thursday. So here's what's going to happen Thursday. Mm. I'm not going to be on the podcast on Thursday. It's wow. going to be you, Adam, and Kai doing a podcast on Thursday. I won't be here, but we're still doing a podcast. I'll be back next week. This week I'm going to be in. I got to fly to Louisville. Then I got to fly to uh, Dallas. Then I got to fly to Hawaii. That's going on. This right. is a very, very well, busy week. Let, Having let just said say, that, with the with the weather right now, I wish everybody traveling to you, obviously you first and foremost, but everybody traveling, just be safe out there. Yeah, and if you have Wi-Fi on your plane, message uh, Adam on uh, Bumble. Okay. Yeah, sure. Hey, gang, if you enjoyed it, smash that subscribe button. We'll do it again Thursday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.